Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And BTO on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 39. Tomorrow, not so nice. Rainy with a high of 47. It's 32 in downtown Springfield. Uh, later on this morning, we're going to talk to a couple of guys who are at least one guy who is running a uh, GoFundMe page for the folks at the Armada's Plaza. As you know, uh, that burned down last week. And uh, we'll be talking about that and talking about how you can help. Yeah, and we got uh, we got other stuff. We're gonna do uh, uh, "Am I the A Hole" today. We'll oh, do, good. We'll do that uh, segment. All right. Uh, I don't know when we'll do that, but we'll do it. And then uh, we got other things. Not to worry, Steve. I'm not worried. You worried? I never worry. No reason to uh, worry. I'm like uh, I'm like the guy from the Mad Magazine. What me worry? Five thirty six with Bax and Steve and Rock one hundred two. Rock one hundred two Springfield's classic rock. It's five fifty. And John Mellencamp on Rock 102. It is going to be partly cloudy today with a high of 44. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 52. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by 413 Pro Tint for tinting in your vehicle, home, or business. Call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield today. How about some Hollywood yeah. Trash with Steve and Rock 102? All right. So, uh, so Kate Middleton, uh, you know, she likes to go around uh, classrooms of children and, uh, you know, Hey, look at me. I'm royalty. Is that even legal? Yeah, it is. Uh, this, she made a surprise appearance in a classroom in uh, somewhere in England. Nowhere Hill. I don't know where that is. I believe that's right next to uh, Price Right. <laughs> yeah, right. There's an Aldi's at the corner. Right. Anyway, she makes this surprise appearance, and she starts asking these kids questions, and then she says, well, who's your favorite royals? And the kids say, Harry and Meghan. Right? Oh, that uh, hurts because they're like they're not even royals anymore. And she, you can watch her on this video, and she's trying to like keep herself composed, but you can see the eye roll going. Oh God, are you serious? <laughs> I just, oh, I like man. watching these people who like you know present themselves as oh everything's just fine and dandy here in royalty world. Yeah, but kids don't care. Kids they say the first thing that comes out of their minds. Good for good for those children. But and and they said it twice too. That was the other thing. The, but the first time that they said it, she you could see like she's and then she realizes, oh my god, the camera's right there. I shouldn't That's have done fantastic. that. That's uh, fantastic. I like when rich people get their. Get what their she cues. should have said is, who's your favorite royal? In this room right now. Yeah, you, yeah, you have to you have to specify. She learned her lesson. She's going to be doing that next time. Uh, Michael J. Fox was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease 30 years ago. Imagine that. Really? And uh, yet you won't find a more optimistic man. Why is that? Gratitude. He says, quote, I started to notice things I was grateful for and the way other people would respond to difficulty with gratitude. I concluded that gratitude makes optimism sustainable. And if you don't think you have anything to be grateful for, just keep looking because you don't just receive optimism. You can't wait for things to be great and then be grateful for that. You've got to behave in a way that promotes that. I don't disagree with the guy. Do you know why he makes the best milkshakes? Why? Because he only uses the finest ingredients. I guess that's probably true. It's true. Fox admits that he has access to resources that others don't, so he can't compare his experience to that of, quote, a working guy who gets Parkinson's and has to quit his job. And find a new way to live. I can't Actually, believe it's thirty years. That's uh, that's like, like I saw the other day. Like you know, George Harrison died twenty years ago this yeah. week. That doesn't even seem possible. I remember that. I remember that uh, because I was uh, I was I was working uh, uh, in a rail yard. Sure. And I'm doing inventory, and I hear on the radio. I knew one of the Beatles had died. 
because they they start playing uh, Here Comes the Sun. Right. And then you realize it's George Harrison because he was the one that wrote that one. Right, right. Did you see that Beatles documentary, by the way? I, I started watching it. Yeah. And uh, so far, so good. That's what I've heard. Yeah. I uh, heard some stellar reviews about it. And uh, I know there was another person who, all you know, another radio show I was listening to that uh, said uh, the same thing about Yoko Ono. Yeah. It's like... Uh, I almost feel like I need to send her a, an apology card for no, all know, that judgment. You don't need to do any of that. Well, I'm not going to. First of all, I don't even know where to send it. I don't even think she's living at the Dakota anymore. And I just think, uh, you know, we've uh, we've crapped all over this woman for the last 50 years. The least we can do is say, we were wrong. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. My bad. We all thought it was you. Uh, Selena Gomez made a joke about excessive drinking on TikTok, and one of her followers called her out because she got a kidney from her best friend in 2017. And then she she replies, it was a joke, you ass. See, now, uh, the thing about jokes is that they should be funny. Yeah. It's not always clear that something is a joke. Well, uh, she's not known to be uh, a comedian. Well, I don't know. She was she was in that one TV show on Nickelodeon where she was uh, it was a light comedy. She was on Nickelodeon, or was it the Disney Channel? I have no idea. She was on one of them. I can't believe there are so many stars from those stupid shows that are on TV. They own TV. They do. Uh, you know those booby traps from Home Alone? Because Home, yes. Alo- Home Alone's popular again because it's Christmas time, so everybody's watching Home Alone again. Yes. Uh, I also like the fact you said booby trap. My my favorite, I, I really don't like Home Alone, but my favorite scene is the is the Santa Claus, who's you know just like re- leaving his shift for the day, right? And he gives Kevin Tic Tacs, and he's like, "Come here, put out your little paw there. Let Santa give you something." Just the way he says, uh, "Put out your little paw." That's my favorite scene of the entire movie. Really? Imagine you must that. have hated that movie. I did. I really did. <laughs> if that's the best thing that you could extract from it. I remember my mother bringing this home on VHS, and that was the big thing back in the 90s. Well, it's a great Christmas film. It was a great Christmas film, but it probably wasn't worth the $39.99 <laughs> that she paid for it. Uh, did your mom ever hear of rental? No. No, I don't think she did. It's too bad. Uh, anyway, uh, the booby traps from Home Alone. A doctor is here to tell us how the injured wet bandits Marvin Harry would have uh, been in real life thanks to Kevin McCall- McAllister's yuletide sadism. You ready? Yes. BB gun to the head and groin. The part where Kevin shoots Marv in the groin, then Harry in the face. The doc says the uh, shots could break the skin but will not penetrate the skull or the scrotum through the fabric. So they'd be all right with that. It wouldn't? No. Through the scrotum? Not with a regular BB gun. If you had a huh. pellet gun, I bet you that would do it. Wow. Because there you got the CO2 behind I you. I suppose. An iron to the face. When an iron falls on Marv's face in the basement, it's a serious enough impact to fracture the bones surrounding the eyes and lead to serious disfigurement and debilitating double vision if not uh, repaired properly. Does it depend to matter whether it's on a fabric setting or the steam is on? I don't think it matters. Yeah. I think you have to apply starch for it to really work. It's good to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, handling a burning hot doorknob. Oh, my God. You know how many times I deal with this every year? <laughs> when Harry grabs the red hot doorknob, in order for it to glow uh, like it did, the doorknob would have had to have been 751 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. That means there's a high risk for infection and scar tissue, limiting the flexibility and movement of the hand. The red hot doorknobs. I like that band. 
That is a good name for a band, isn't it? No, the, the one with the, uh, then they do the, uh, the give it away, give it away now. No, that's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, Are I you sure about that? I can't even go on with that. And Nicolas Cage is making his first major studio film in 10 years. He's playing Dracula. The movie is called Renfield. And Nicholas Holt is playing the title character, Dracula's insane bug-eating human, or uh, bug-eating henchman. Ah, yes, that's uh, that's the good part. Wasn't I just saying to you yesterday that we don't have enough new Nicolas Cage movies out there? I don't think anyone has ever said that in the last ten years. And lo and behold, here's the story this morning for Hollywood Trash. And this is the one he comes out of the gates with: the circle of life, my friend. And that's your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Oh yeah. The McDonald's breakfast is too good to speak. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blue with the king of snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, whatever happened to the good old days in hockey where the most appalling thing that you could do was drop your gloves and punch an opposing player right in the suck? Those were the glory days of good old-fashioned hockey. And back then, the most they could do to you is put you in a penalty box for a minute or two. That way you can go back on the ice and do it all over again. I miss those days. Now you have guys getting multi-game suspensions for slew-footing and biting other players, like the league is suddenly being run by a bunch of thin-skinned Karens, and frankly, I don't like it. Yesterday, the NHL announced that Brad Marchand of the Bruins will serve a three-game suspension for slew-footing Vancouver's Oliver ekman Larson on Sunday. The game of hockey was built on things like slew footing, and yet he's been suspended simply because someone decided it's unfair for a guy to swipe his leg behind another guy's leg and make him fall down. I mean, come on, that's hockey. But at least he stopped licking dudes in the face, because I'm sure we all remember when he was on that kick a few years ago. Now he gets tagged for slew footing for the third time in his career, and as a result, he'll forfeit over $91,000 in salary. Meanwhile, you had the league suspending Brendan Lemieux of the L.A. Kings for five games for allegedly biting a guy. In this case, it was Ottawa's Brady Kachuk right there in his hand. Now, given the choice, I'd rather be bitten on the hand than run the risk of a painful leg injury. And yet, they gave him a five-game suspension where he'll forego $38,000 in salary. Now, what you might notice here is that it cost Brad Marchand a lot more money for a less severe infraction than biting a guy, and yet... Here we are complaining about the allegedly poor behavior of dudes playing hockey. I could shove your body into the glass and jam the butt end of my hockey stick into your rib cage and elbow your face in my forearm, and I'll be back on the ice in two minutes. But if I bite your finger or trip you from behind, then all of a sudden, I'm some sort of jerk who's not playing fair. Go figure that one. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hard to believe, but Rocky's has been around for 95 years. This radio show hasn't been around for 95 years, but you can count on Rocky's every day for the little things like screws and shovels and big things like grills and snowblowers. That's why Rocky's been around for so long. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 610 and Guns N' Roses on Rock 102. It is going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 44. Tomorrow, not so nice. Cloudy with rain showers throughout the day. High of 52. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. You know? Uh, Bill Collins, the owner of uh, Center Square Grill, will be joining us later on this morning. We're going to talk uh-huh. about uh, his effort to, uh, to help a GoFundMe page for the folks at the Armada Plaza in Longmeadow. So we'll be talking to him around 7.50 this morning. Uh, you know, I uh, I have a problem uh, with the government 
you know what I'm saying? The government. Yeah, I got what? a problem, big problem with the government. But uh, are they uh, are they oppressing you in some way? Well, uh, not really oppressing, but uh, more annoying than anything. Oh well, annoyance is one thing. I mean, if they're if they're you know, picking apart your God-given freedoms, that's something totally different. Listen, if you were to uh, to do something uh, shady with your taxes, let's just say, right? Sure. The IRS would be all over you like uh, like stink on crap. If, if they could find will. me, sure. If they could find you, right? Right. But, you know, when it's when it's something you've done, they automatically, oh, my God, you know, ring the alarm bells and uh, rush over to seize your accounts or sure. whatever the hell they got to do. But when you need them, they're nowhere around. Well, Steve, that's the way of the world, isn't it? I guess so. I mean, and that the way it always uh, that's I mean, that's not just governments, that's just people too. Yeah. You know, the moment you need help from an individual, where the hell are they? Uh, I get it. Uh, but uh, you know, with my mother uh, passing away last month, right? She was uh, she was receiving uh, she was receiving benefits every month from right. the Railroad Retirement Board because sure. she was uh, my dad had worked for the railroad and that was their special little thing that they uh, the little club that they were part of. And they say romance is dead. No, I, I'm just saying, like, that was the, the railroaders thing was the... It, it's basically Social Security. But for railroad but employees. But for railroad employees. I don't I hear know you. why they made the distinction between that, but that's the way it is. And, and uh, you know, you, you cannot uh, get this. You can't get paid anymore once you're dead. What kind of cockamamie crap is that? Uh, well, it's one of those things where if you're no longer alive, you can no longer receive benefits. Uh, ipso fatso. I like the ipso. I like Not the so much the fatso. I like the fatso. Uh, but I've gotten very comfortable with. Uh, ipso fatso, uh, you have to uh, notify them when a death occurs, right? Well, if you're dead, how are you going to notify them? Well, I guess it would be the family's responsibility, which oh, is don't now they have ours enough to, responsibility. Don't they have enough to worry about? No. So uh, I have now tried six times to get through to this Railroad Retirement Board. Okay. Now, the problem is, and I've done uh, extensive research, I want a direct number to one of the offices. I don't want to call the toll-free 877 number Sure. Uh, to have... it's. You know, and when you call them, it's like an old person decided to leave a message on an answering machine. <laughs> you know, an outgoing voicemail message. Right. It's this old guy going, thank you for calling the Railroad Retirement Board. We are not able to take your call. But the message goes on to explain that due to the pandemic, there are no in-person services at any of the offices. All of the offices are still closed. Right. Okay. So when you're call, this is what I did eventually find out. When you call that one eight hundred number, they're like, "Well, we're going to direct you to the office closest to you, which would probably be Boston or Albany, sure. either one of those two. But I'm guessing it's probably probably Boston." Boston. So uh, I'm trying to get through, and again, the sixth time, I waited forty five minutes or longer on hold. Each time? Each time. Come on. I'm not kidding you. That's like and all not, day. And nobody, no one would answer the phone. You can also not leave a message for somebody to call you back, because I was looking for that option, too. Like, hey, just call me back. Uh, you can't. I went on their website to try to send them a, quote, secure message through our website. And then when you fill out all the information and click submit, it says 404 page not found. Come on. And I'm just like... You know, I can see why 
you hear those stories every once in a while of, uh, well, this uh, woman was is going to jail because she was collecting her dead mother's benefits for the last 10 years. I don't understand in this day and age. Right. If I, am, if I use that phrase, if sure. I could. Go right ahead. In this day and age, why when somebody dies, you're like you should be put into some national database saying, hey, this person who was receiving these benefits should no longer be receiving these benefits because they are no longer alive. Unless they have it arranged that payments are still made to spouses or family. Yes. Because you can also see a situation where, let's say your dad died, Mm -hmm. and that money was supposed to go to your mom in perpetuity, and uh, for whatever reason, they screw up the paperwork, those payments stop the moment your dad dies and your mom gets nothing. I can totally see a situation like that. That part. But, you know, there's got to be a better way, and there's got to be a better way to report a death. You know, they're telling you you have to call them and you have to talk to somebody to initiate the process to tell them that somebody has died. You need to um, document all this stuff because if it ever comes back that for whatever reason, well, you didn't contact the government to let us know that we're not supposed to keep sending checks, then you have paperwork that that shows that, in fact, you tried calling X number of times on these dates at this at this particular hour, and nobody was around to take your call. Well, I won't say how, but I did reach out uh, to people that we know that might give us a leg up, if you will. You, you know, mean, like, say, like a local politician maybe. or an attorney, perhaps? Yeah, an attorney, some something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just throwing ideas at yeah. the, with the wall here. So I reached out to, to this person, and uh, even they who are so close to the government workings, hang on, it's going to be a few days before I get you a number. A few days? Yeah. And apparently this is a, this is a widespread problem throughout not only the Railroad Retirement Board, but for every other government agency out there that's taking care of things where these people are not in the office, they're working from home. Right. So your phone call is trying to be redirected to a person who's available to take your call. Gotcha. So this isn't uh, whoever this person may be. This isn't them saying, listen, I'm very busy. It's going to take me a couple days to get this for you. Right. This is them saying, I'll call right away, but it's going to take several days before I can get any information. Exactly. What a pain in the ass. You would think that if you were, and and again, I don't know who you talk to. I have my suspicions. But let's just say you talk to a local politician Uh who uh, has been elected to work in state government. Uh Just an idea. But if that happened, you would think this would not be the first time they have dealt with this exact sort of thing. And you would think that if they've dealt with this on more than one occasion, trying to help a constituent get through this this monkey fist of bureaucracy mm-hmm. to get some information or to let the government know some information yeah that they might try to do something to streamline the process well here's the problem uh the the payment has been made because today is the first of the month sure and you know i guess i could go to the bank and say, I don't even know how that works. Can you reverse a direct deposit, or can you stop one from being put into your account? I'm sure you could, right? Um, I don't know about the reversing part. 
you you have access to uh, all those bank records, right? You're the, the power of attorney. I do, but I'm no longer the power of attorney now because she's gone. She's gone. So once uh, that happens, then that you know that's part of an estate now, and that has to be settled by a lawyer and all this other crap. But that's that's months down the road. That's right. By the time that gets resolved. My, I'm trying to stop the government from paying the money so we don't have to pay it back. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to have to pay it back at the end. Right. I mean, I guess, yeah, we could settle that then, but it seems like an extra process you don't need to take. It seems like you should just be able to call these people and say, hey, uh, this person said, okay, can we get a copy of the death certificate? Absolutely. Give me the address. I'll mail it to you tomorrow. That you know would be I mean? simple. That would be the easiest way to do it. This is a bizarre situation, but I got to believe a lot of people go through the same kind of thing, and not yeah. just with the railroad, but yeah. with other forms of bureaucracy. Well, and the more I thought about it yesterday, I'm like, we can't be the only people dealing with this. No, if this is, if if I'm having a hard enough time getting through to just talk to anybody, that's all I wanted to do was just to say, hey, can you direct me to the right person in order to do this, or at least go through a website that offers you some sort of satisfaction other than a 404. Uh, you know, violation yeah, or whatever the hell that I'm is. Just, I'm a little getting a little tired of this federal government. I can't blame you, Steve. What a what a pain in the ass that is. And and you're in the in your moment of grieving. It's not even the moment of grieving. It's just a common courtesy to return somebody's call or answer somebody's call when you call. That's uh, or at least get you into a voicemail system. You don't even and have that option. And that's the thing. I can't even leave a message with these people. And they even say on there, well, the uh, the feature of us calling you back uh, is not working right now. What do you mean it's not working You're right the now? government. Couldn't you guys pick up the phone and call someone who can fix that? I don't know. I'm just getting a little tired of these, uh, these railroad agencies. Thank God you're away from that, Steve. Thank God you quit the choo-choo. Can you imagine it what would happen, the kind of... The kind of uh, problems you would have well, you know, in the future. The funny thing is, I worked there about uh, you know probably seven years before I started working here, right? Like full time. I didn't. Get, I wasn't part of the group of people that were getting those benefits. Oh, I yeah. didn't pay into that system. Gotcha. Guess what they did though? They renegotiated the contract after I left, and then everybody's in the system now. Perfect. There's, so, there's seven years of your life you'll never see anything from. Well, they, when they, they must have redid the contracts you know, before I was hired. And that thing was, well, uh, people like you aren't going to get this benefit because you're not really working on the railroad. You're working alongside the railroad. You know, it's not, <laughs> And it's not all the live long day. No. It's uh, only a set amount of hours. In fact, you'd be we're... limited to your overtime. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't even have gotten those benefits. So screw them anyway. Uh, you know, I, I don't want you stupid little club. Well, I hope that this uh, this mystery helper, whoever he is, uh, can uh, help you along in this process because it seems stupid. I certainly hope so, considering how close they are to the federal government, that it would be uh, it would be a no brainer. You would think, but not. It's uh, just about 623 with Bax and Steve Nagel on Rock 102. Tis the season. Five with Bax and O'Brien on Rock 102 with Steve Nagel. It's going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, partly cloudy today with a high of 44. Uh, cloudy tomorrow with rain showers throughout the day and a high of 52. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, real quick before we uh, go into anything. Had a an, uh, an, uh, an, uh, follow-up with my knee yesterday. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? <sighs> I need an MRI done. A Marie. Um, yeah, we suspect it's a uh, it's a torn meniscus. 
which apparently is not a big deal from what I'm being told, except it hurts. And if I've got a boo-boo, it's a big deal. It's a real big deal. Yeah, I would imagine it is a big deal because uh, we're already down. Yeah, uh, see, that's kind of my thing. It, 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 it's not so much that I'm uh, I'm worried about any uh, scoping or, or surgical procedures. The timing of all this could not be worse. Well, so, you know, it's never a good time to do any of this stuff. No. But, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Well, uh, I'm, you better... I'm, uh, you better uh, Patch yourself up there, pal. Yeah, I know. I mean, it. Uh, from what I told, the uh, the scope takes uh, like you know fifteen minutes, and you know I'm back on my feet like uh, like fifteen minutes after that's done. So, but you know, there's always a uh, room for complications. But I'm uh, that's that's what I'm dealing with. It's a it's a potentially torn meniscus, and only an MRI will confirm that. That is, uh, I that, I had that. That is not good. It's not good. It feels no. terrible. And you know what? Once you get the surgery, you're going to be dealing with arthritis for the rest of your life. I've, I've had arthritis for years. Yeah, well, it's, gonna, it's about to get worse. And then I'm told that the other knee, the one that doesn't hurt, has worse arthritis than the one that does. That's what I'm being told. Imagine that. Really? Really. What is it, like uh, making up for the other one? I don't know. I don't know. My, I, I'm, I'm a physical wreck. By the time you get to my age, Steve, maybe it'll happen to you. I hope it doesn't. I hope that you're a, you're a much healthier buck than I am. Well, this is why I do all the workouts and stuff, to make sure that, uh, you know, I am. Uh... But I hurt myself working out. That's the problem. Even if I wanted to be to follow your example, it's like you know, my body is too tender and and. And uh, and weak. Didn't you? Uh, didn't you try the whole couch to five k thing, and that didn't work out because you my you, feet hurt. Your feet hurt. Yeah, they blew up. I mean, they they literally were like throbbing. You really are the biggest pussy that I know. You know what? I've heard that, yeah. and uh, I can't say I agree. It's much. It's much more than that. Oh yeah, it's it's much more than that. <laughs> Let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rome Hyundai. Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. Hey, what's the difference between a dog and a fox? I don't know, Steve. What's the difference between a dog and a fox? Eh, roughly four drinks. Because she looks like a dog, and then uh, you have a little alcohol in you, and she looks like a fox. All right. Booyah! Bax and O'Brien. 631. We're Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by the RM Gun Vault. They strive for the highest caliber of excellence. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The driver involved in Tuesday's deadly pedestrian crash in Palmer is facing several charges, including driving under the influence. The crash happened on North Main Street near Wright Street just before 1 p.m. on Tuesday afternoon. According to Sergeant David Burns, 33-year-old Nicole Mentanis of Palmer is being charged with OUI, motor vehicle homicide, and speeding, among uh, several other charges. The name of the victim has yet be, uh, to be released. Sergeant Burns told 22 News Mentanis is being held on $50,000 bail. Her arraignment is scheduled for today in Palmer District Court. Uh, did you know we're facing an egg shortage 
here in Massachusetts? No, I did not. Uh, I did not know that. Get a load of this. Lawmakers have just one month left to overcome a disagreement about how to update an animal welfare law before it kicks into effect. And if they fail to meet that deadline, they could unleash a nearly eggless period that one industry leader forecast would be temporary chaos. The I mean, house- eggs are the uh, the very basic building block of our entire American cuisine. They are. They're at the top of the food chain, aren't they? Well, they are. It's like the perfect know. food. It binds the food we love. Uh, scrambled, uh, fried. Are they poached? The uh, top of the food chain or the bottom of the food chain? Well, whatever the whatever the good one is. I think the top of the food chain is the uh, the good one. The bottom is. Well, the bottom the is the one not that gets good. eaten up. So the chickens get eaten up. We're the top of the food chain. Unless you turn the food chain upside down, then we're on the bottom. Oh, you know, know what? I'm thinking of the nutritional pyramid. That's that's, that's what the I'm one think. I was thinking of too. Yeah, I'm yeah. wrong about that. Yeah, I don't but know. But the I'm... egg, you know, the egg stands alone. And it, this is just chicken eggs. I mean, could we? I mean, could we get through duck eggs for a few months if we uh, had to? I think it's uh, all poultry. Uh, the House and Senate have each already voted in favor of changes to a voter-approved law setting new standards for egg-laying hens. Well, I guess it's just hens. But a six-member conference committee has not reached agreement on a handful of details in the bill delaying the proposal's passage. The effects of inaction could be enormous, even if they are temporary. Bill Bell, general manager of the New England Brown Egg Council. you imagine that? That's your title? you imagine putting that on a resume and then trying to find other work? Well, what do you do? I'm the general manager of the New England Brown Egg Council. What about the White Egg Council? We don't like to talk yeah, about see, those the brown things. eggs are local eggs, and local eggs are fresh. They are, yes, and the white eggs think they're the supreme, and we don't want to deal with them. Yeah. We are sticking solely with brown eggs. But, you know, no matter you know who you are, uh, we're all... We're all whites and albumin. We're all yolk and albumin in the, in the inside. But all eggs are brown. We've, we all originated from brown All eggs. the eggs are brown and the skies are gray. Wasn't that Mamas and the Papas? I believe it was, yes. Uh, estimated that over 90% of the eggs currently available in Massachusetts will no longer be legal for sale starting January 1st of the voter-approved initiative petition takes effect without changes. With both industry interests and animal rights groups aligned in support, Bell said he thought this would have been done a month ago. Uh, Our folks in stores have gone ahead on the assumption that it will be resolved before January 1st and signed by the governor. If not, then we're back to a chaotic situation where stores would have to be taking eggs off their shelves. We're worried about the temporary chaos. This this, this just sounds like insanity. We're the United States of America, for crying out loud. We should be a country that's rich in eggs. Eggs everywhere. Eggs as far as the eye can see. One of the, the my favorite things to do on the weekend is go out to breakfast where I order a gigantic platter of eggs. Are you telling me that this could be compromised because yeah. of the government's supply and demand laws? In 2016, Massachusetts voters overwhelmingly approved a ballot question imposing new standards on the treatment of animals used to produce eggs, pork, and veal. That law, which requires each hen enclosure to have at least one and a half square feet of floor space per bird, would take effect on January 1st. Sales of eggs produced by uh, hens in smaller enclosures, regardless of whether they are in Massachusetts or another state, will be prohibited here when the new regulations start. I thought we were just voting on you know being trying to be nicer to those animals. Well, the, we are, but it's also... At what, a, at what cost? That's exactly what I'm saying. We don't, you know... For all the, uh, the, you know, promoting of these, these, oh, let's pass this ballot question. Let's do all this. 
Nobody thinks of this stuff before it gets put on a ballot, saying this is what would have to be done if we were to do this. Well, did you ever get that? Um, it's every time they they do this. Every time it's an election year, they they uh, they send you a pamphlet. Like it's got all the uh, ballot questions on it, and there are you know pros and cons to each yeah. one. If any of us were to actually read that, it it might open your eyes to what you're actually voting for, uh, you know, and also. And in particular, the uh, the one that's uh, about the cons, you know, like the ones like, what could possibly go wrong if you vote for this? And I don't remember ever reading that we could have a problem with our egg supply. Uh, well, uh, we're all out of eggs. Isn't that egg supply? I'm uh, so lost without you. you. <laughs> Steve, that's a ridiculous comparison. At least my mama's and the papa's made sense. Uh, two less lonely yolks in the world. <laughs> The uh, Hamden County District Attorney's Office has identified the woman that was found dead in a car on East Albert Street in Springfield Sunday. According to a news release from the Hamden District Attorney's Office, uh, spokesperson Jim Lydon, 22-year-old Charlene Figueroa from Springfield, died Sunday on East Albert Street. At around 3.30 a.m., officers were called to West Albert Street for a shot spotter activation and found an adult man who was suffering from a gunshot wound. He was taken to Bay State Medical Center with serious injuries. Officers also found a car that crashed into a parked car on East Albert Street, and inside was an adult woman in the driver's seat. She had died from her gunshot wounds. The department's homicide unit and the Hamden District Attorney's Office murder unit are conducting the investigation. Uh, again, I'm going back to the eggs. I'm thinking about, man, all these restaurants that would be out of business. I know. Some of my favorite my favorite breakfast restaurants. I, you know, Believe me, I would do whatever I could to start a GoFundMe account. I would too. We should uh, we should support the uh, the egg layers. Isn't there like a union for these chickens? I don't think there is. They don't pay dues. <laughs> I think they pay the ultimate cost. Uh, Governor Baker said Monday that a vaccine passport program that would allow state residents to quickly show their status is coming soon to Massachusetts. Proof of vaccination will be shown with a QR code on the individual's cell phone. Baker said he had already uh, has his status code while, uh, oh, he already has it. How about that? He's the first one to get it. I'm not surprised. Uh, I actually this, don't think it's a bad idea, to be no, honest. I don't think it is either. Carrying around a paper card? Well, I mean, I haven't had to produce the card very often, but, you know, there have been a couple of times when they require you to, to produce the card and well, not and not a digital image of the card, but the actual card Itself, I mean, a QR code that you know represents that card. I think it's actually a good idea. Yeah, I would think so. Becoming a bigger fan of the uh, the QR code. We, we're doing it now for like contests here at the at the radio station. Yeah. You know, rather than fill out an entry blank, you just you know, you know you wave your phone in front of the QR code and boom, you're signed up. It's like well, that's you're not perfect. signed up. You it brings you to a website where you have to sign yourself up. Yeah, but it. You know, I mean, but it's still a uh, a touchless process. Yeah, we don't have to like dig our hands into that hopper anymore. Yeah, and we don't have to go through all these entry blanks after uh, you know the you know the following business day, figure out you know who's been trying to you know stuff the box and stuff like that. Yeah, we have to then, do that. And then uh, you know we uh, what was the name of that? What's the name of the company that had the voting machines? What was the what was the one that they were under? Oh yeah, not yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't it's the, the same company that made the voting machines. So uh, your random winner at Rock 102 uh, could be questionable. I would I would question every uh, decision that comes out of those voting machines. Well, there's a lot of who were they programmed by? Good point.
Although most of our winners are questionable, for, but for different reasons. Uh, Baker did not give an exact release date for the program. It's a universal standard, and we've been working with a bunch of other states. There's probably 15 or 20 of them to try to create a single QR code that can be used for all sorts of things where people may choose to require a vaccine. Uh, that was during a press conference uh, yesterday. While the vaccine passports have been enact- enacted in multiple states, including bordering New York, they have also received pushback from several lawmakers due to concerns over protected health information. What's the problem? What, protected health information. It's just like any other thing that you would have on your phone. How many how many personal items are on your phone that can tell the world about you? I don't want anyone to know what my actual weight is. You really think that would be an issue? <laughs> you really think that's the thing well, that the, people want to know? You know well, the number and the visuals don't always uh, aren't always in sync. Uh, you know, I I just I think it's just kind of ridiculous that we uh, that we that we worry about things like that when you already have all this personal information inside of your phone. There's people. Yeah, people with credit cards on their phone. You just wipe it in front of a uh, one of those touchless things, and uh, you can do Apple Pay. Oh, we were talking to Steve Weissman yesterday. We were talking about the, the geo-tracking that goes on all the time. Yeah. You just have to walk into a building that's designed for geo-tracking, and you're all, I mean, they got all your information. Yeah. Uh, I, or, or enough information where they can, you know, target you uh, for marketing or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I think, you know, we delay things just to be jerks about it. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. Uh, A new poll finds that people are having more sex now than a decade ago. Unfortunately, uh, you're not one of them. You can relate to anything on uh, on today's list of top five signs you're not having enough sex. You ready? I'm ready. Uh, When when you unzip your fly, uh, stale air hisses out like King Tut's tomb. Yeah, that's a good sign. The uh, the government sent a stimulus check made out to your penis. How about that? <laughs> Something needed to be stimulated. Your copy of The Joy of Sex uh, is used as a flower press. Because what else are you going to do with that's it? That's right. Uh, you, can't count, uh, you can count your sex partners on one hand, and that hand is missing five fingers. <laughs> You're just there with a palm. The only time your bed squeaks is when a mouse is under it. Having sex, probably. Yeah, and not with you. Right. The last person to say same when you described your love life was a uh, was a priest. Well, that's you know even that's not one hundred percent. The condom in your wallet expired when Joe Biden was in diapers. All right, that might not be the best example. That might not be the best thing. I think when they were talking about when he was younger, not now. Right, you know. of course. The, the eggplant rem, uh, emoji doesn't remind you of anything. Other than eggplant. Ah, I think even if you're not getting enough sex, you definitely know what the eggplant emoji is. Well, I mean, it depends. Yeah. If, you're, if you're basing it on the time frame of your last sexual experience, depending on which decade that happened, either the eggplant emoji means something to you or it just looks like a vegetable. The closest you've been to a three-way is the bulb in your living room lamp. <laughs> ah, then I've been having three-ways my whole life. I don't think we've ever had not had one of those kinds of bulbs in my house. Uh, your your slogan is, when a when the beds are rocking, do come a-knocking. <laughs> because I'm having a restless night's sleep. Exactly. Was what what, president what took you so long? I, I, I don't know. Uh... I don't, this is, I don't even know who these are written by. 
And how do they know that uh, we're having more sex now than ever before? Like, who's actually filling out that survey correctly? Well, we're actually, uh, you know, and I'll bring this example up of the, uh, the pandemic rules in New York City. They were telling people uh, when the pandemic began from the New York Department of Public Health to not, uh, I don't even know how to say this without being crude about it. Well, uh, well if, if anyone has the ability to um, use some sort of paraphrasing to talk about something graphically sexual, it's you. Let's say you were uh, you were a horse who likes to eat from the mud trough. Okay, right? sure. Right. So they put that in the rules for the New York Department of Public Health. Hey, listen, uh, we don't want anybody eating from the mud trough around right. here uh, because this disease can be spread back and forth that way. So now, <laughs> in the annals of history... Yes, right. Is it annals or annals? Annals, actually. Well, I would say in this case it would be the annals of history. Right. Some uh, group uh, 200 years from now will look back and go... Man, these people were doing a lot of mud trough eating, and they had to tell them to stop. That's how much they were doing it. <laughs> What's wrong with these people? <laughs> how obsessed were you I with mean, eating honestly, from the mud trough? It's a good question. Uh, you know, uh, you get to this. This is what we have to tell you to stop doing. <laughs> See, the government uh, the government can make rules like that, but they can't answer my phone call from the railroad. I'm telling you, unbelievable how. They seem to be so misdirected. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 44 tomorrow. Uh, cloudy with rain showers and a high of 52. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Fields Classic Rock at 651. And Paul McCartney at Rock 102. It is going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a, uh, with a high of, uh, what the hell did I say it was? I don't uh, I think now, the, now I don't remember. I think the high today is like 44, 45. Uh, hey, 44, you were absolutely, you you listened to me. No, I actually wrote it down myself. Oh, there you go. Anyway, tomorrow, rainy with a high of 52. It's 30 in downtown Springfield. Uh, Rock 102 is bringing you New England, New England Patriot football all season long. This Monday, we're going to be uh, looking at the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo uh, for the Patriots. The Country Hyundai Pre-game show begins at 5.30, kickoff schedule for 8.15. Join Bob Soshi and Scott Zolak as they bring you all the play-by-play action. In fact, Scott Zolak will be on the phone with us uh, tomorrow to talk about that game and about uh, you know what happened uh, over the weekend. So there's that coming up uh, tomorrow right here on Rock 102. Hey, you know what uh, they did over in West Springfield? Uh, no. That, that, remember the old United Bank building that was on Elm Street there? The one in the corner, the one that was like right on, it was like right in the middle of the street, uh, near, yes. across the street from the post office, it was yes. the old United Bank building. They redid that whole thing, and they put a bunch of businesses in there now. What's uh, what went in? Uh, they have uh, businesses including uh, Future Health, uh, Good Rock LLC, Kindred at Home, and the Tandem Bagel Company. Those are ones from um, uh, East Hampton. East Hampton, and I believe there's one, like, there's another one in Northampton, maybe, or something like that? There might be, and I believe those are the bagels that they sell at Rice's Farms in in Wilbraham. Yes. Those are good. Delicious. They are delicious. And, and, you know, I I think it was the last time, I think it was maybe a year ago, I was at the Tandem Bagel Company in uh, East Hampton. They have, like... This sandwich with the with the locks on it and the and the cream cheese. Oh yeah, you like that, do you? I love that stuff. 
I think you know smoked salmon is uh, absolutely delicious. Some people can't juice. stand it. Some people think of it as raw. It's not. It's smoked. It's it, uh, perfectly fine it, for you. It's perfectly fine for you, and it's absolutely delicious. I uh, I I love it, but I don't like the onions. Like the onions tend to repeat on me. Uh, like see, raw I, onions. See, I like the raw red onion. Yeah, I, mean, I know. The, I mean, and I, the capers too. Yeah, no, I love that. I mean, I, but I, it's like, and I love the flavor of them. But yeah. Yeah, I'll taste them for hours. And I, that 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 I don't like at all, but I do. That's but it, the whole idea of eating is that you. Hey, oh my God, that thing was so good this morning. I can still taste it. Yeah, but you know when you when you know when you like you launch like a belch, yeah. from something that you had three days ago. Mm-hmm. It doesn't taste as good. The th- you know coming back at you. Yeah, that's kind of how I am with raw onions lately. Listen, it's man. a it's a thing. I used to eat raw onions like all the time. I never had any problem with raw onions. And as you get older, all of a sudden something's going on. With the with the system, and you can't, you know, it just you can't handle it anymore. I remember uh, my dad was a huge Mets fan, right? And he used to this was his his Saturday evening routine was to order pizza for the house, right? And watch Mets games and watch Mets games and drink his beer, right? So he'd be uh, he'd be drinking beer all day, right? And then he'd order uh, he'd order pizza for the rest of us, you know, whatever we wanted, sure, pepperoni or cheese. And then he would order a small extra anchovy pizza for himself with extra garlic on it, right? Yeah, that so sounds good. So he'd sit there, and he'd eat the pizza, and he'd drink the beer. And every once in a while, and this, like, giant cloud like that would follow Pigpen around on the Peanuts cartoons <laughs> of, like, garlic and anchovy. You could see the fish, like, jumping in and out of the cloud of right. breath cloud. It was the most disgusting thing I've ever smelled in my life. But you know, the weirdest thing about it is it tastes that actually tastes really good going down. He probably enjoyed it very much. But awful coming back. Yeah. That's that's the thing. And as much as I love, you know, you know, you know, bagels and locks with the onions, as much as I love it. Yeah. I taste it later on and that's you know, to me I can't and I don't really have like a a lot of reflux issues yeah. ever. But on occasion yeah, yeah, that's if it if it's gonna happen, yeah. it's gonna happen on like a raw onion. Yeah, yeah. and that's it, it. Raw anything raw, anything uh, smelly like a fish, yeah, uh, or anything like that. I know. Anchovies have a very uh, was it pungent, is pungent, it pungent, 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 yeah, right? Uh, very pungent smell. I don't, and I, I honestly don't mind the flavor of anchovies at all. Yeah, like in like salad dressings or. Or whatever, even on a pizza, I don't mind it at all. But man, you rip one of those things, woo! Man, like when they uh, they showed Ellen on the Family Guy uh, talking, and uh, nothing but fish were coming out of her mouth as she was speaking. Oh my God, that's disgusting. <laughs> that's well, maybe horrifying. she was eating anchovy pizza too. <laughs> maybe that's what it was. I don't know. It's <laughs> six fifty-six with Bax and Steve Nagel on Rock One O Two. GG Inks screen printing and embroidery. Bax's view from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blue with the King of Snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? Not for nothing, but just because you have a box of band aids in the house doesn't make you a brain surgeon any more than owning a radio makes you fully qualified to tell me that we don't play enough Iron Maiden on Rock 102. The fact of the matter is, everyone thinks they're some sort of expert on something. At least I had the good sense to tell you that I don't know nothing from nothing, and frankly, I'd like to keep it that way. But give a guy five minutes of experience, and all of a sudden, he thinks he's some sort of know it all. 
On Monday, Enos Cantor of the Celtics not only became a U.S. citizen, he also officially changed his name to Enos Cantor Freedom to better reflect his freshly adopted American heritage. Again, that was on Monday. Last night, Enos K. Freedom did what every newly converted American wants to do. He appeared on the Tucker Carlson show on Fox. Now, in spite of what you might think of Tucker Carlson, and there are all kinds of reasons not to like that smarmy little puke, it was actually Enos K. Freedom who sounded like he didn't know what the hell he was talking about. During the interview, Enos, who has always been an advocate for international human rights and other social causes, made the following statements that Americans should, quote, keep their mouths shut and stop criticizing the greatest country in the world, and they should focus on their freedoms, their human rights, and democracy. Okay, first of all, you've been a U.S. citizen for all of 10 minutes. Being able to bellyache about stuff is what being an American citizen is all about. That's why they put all that freedom of speech stuff so close to the first few pages of the Constitution. Listen, dude, I know you're all excited about being American and things, and it certainly does have its benefits. But just like in basketball, you got to understand the basic fundamentals of the game. And lodging complaints is the first step in participating in what we do here. I can't just shut my mouth and defend all these freedoms and expect that a single appearance on the Tucker Carlson show is going to change the way people think. You haven't even been a U.S. citizen for an entire pay period yet. So maybe the first one who should pipe down until they got a little more experience under your belt is you. But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. So, a dog ran through your screen door, huh? You need to go see Pat, the Liberty Street Rockies. Pat fixes stuff like broken windows and screen doors. In fact, every Rockies store has a window and screen repair service. Good people like Pat at Liberty Street and rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 710. And Van Halen on Rock 102. We're going to look at uh, mostly sunny skies today with a high of 44. Tomorrow, not so nice. Uh, rainy with a high of 51. But, hey, at least it'll be warm, right? Right? Right. Am I right? You're right. It's uh, Flavin in downtown Springfield. Uh, it's been uh, a while since we've had a chance to do uh, Am I the A-Hole, but uh, today seems like a pretty good, idea, you know, pretty good time to do it. We should come up with a song for this. Like do we a, have any kind of like background a th- music? Like theme music or something? A whole background music? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to look around and see what I got. You know, most morning shows would be prepared for something like this, but and a producer would actually produce something to uh, accompany uh, yeah. that kind of thing. But yeah, uh, you know what? That's uh, that's like living in a pipe dream. That kind of world. <laughs> I, mean, what you, I mean, really, what do you what do you want for nothing? Hey, we're still using microphones from 1982. Yeah, you know, I I was uh, I, I you know I had something, yeah. but I can't. Uh, I can't find it, so you're just going to have to uh, go yeah, without right. it. Anyway, uh, am I the a-hole? Uh, this one uh, comes to us from... Uh, oh, here it is. This is this is a guy. He's okay. 24 years old, right? Yes. His girlfriend is 20, okay? Okay. So two nights ago, my girlfriend uh, came over to spend the night. Early in the morning, she got up, walked up to my closet, and pulled out one of my most expensive, in my wardrobe at least, formal shirts that I wear to work, and put it on and went into the kitchen while I was sleeping. Okay? Okay. She then woke me up, telling me my coffee was ready, and brought it to the bed. Sounds like a nice right. meal. All right. It's working out all right. Uh, I wasn't paying attention to what she was wearing, but once I looked up and I saw her wearing my formal shirt with a coffee stain on it, I asked what happened, 
and she uh, and why she was wearing my work shirt. And she said she had nothing to wear as her dress was put in the washing machine and that she borrowed my shirt to go make some coffee to wake me up. With. Uh-huh. In a moment of anger, I flipped out on her and told her she messed up because that was my favorite shirt, most expensive shirt, and she just spilled coffee on it, and now I have nothing to wear to work. She argued that it was because she was making coffee for me. Right. And, uh, yeah, not just the shirt got damaged, but her skin as well, and she still brought me coffee to bed. I told her it's not my fault she decided to open up my closet and help herself to my stuff and said that I can expect her uh, to pay and get it cleaned. But she got so upset, she called me a jerk and walked out of the room crying. Okay? Okay. I followed her to apologize for my tone, but she still insisted, or but I still insisted she pays to get the shirt cleaned since I have no money. And she kept arguing with me, calling, uh, calling unbelievable a-hole and left her... Uh, and left after her dress was out of the washing machine. Right. She had her sister call me to berate me for how I treated her sister and that the stain was just a stain and I should get over it. Uh, but I told her that my girlfriend decided to take my shirt, therefore she has the responsibility for whatever happens to that shirt. Uh, what happens to it, as she yelled, asking what the F was wrong with me, and my girlfriend was preparing me coffee and accidents happened. She called me cheap and whatnot and hung up after demanding mm. that I apologize to her sister. Right. Am I the a-hole? So uh, here's uh, here's my hot take on this one, Steve. Uh-huh. Uh, this is a woman that got up and made her boyfriend coffee. Now, he t- she did not have to do that no. at all. Uh, and, you know, I don't have uh, any shirts in my wardrobe that I care so much about. Then I'm going to lose a lot of sleep over a stain. In fact, most of the shirts I own already have some sort of stain on them. That's just that's part of the process. That's how I that's how I work the system. I I, I don't own a shirt that hasn't been stained by something. Uh, me for me, the solution here is this woman needs to start seeing other people, people with maybe li- uh, like a slightly less. High quality shirts in their wardrobe. Yeah, I uh, I would be uh, embracing the fact that uh, a woman is wearing one of my shirts. I'm on into the bedroom. I was gonna say that too. And there's... we're just waking up. Uh, it ain't just Folgers gonna be in that cup. If yeah. you know what I'm saying, I know get a little t- extra cream what... on the top. If I know you what you're talking saying about I, that too. I, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Steve. You're talking about the frothy milk from the. From the cappuccino maker, right, the, right, directly from the tap, there is something. Uh, I believe it's the fappuccino maker. Right, there is something uh, slightly provocative about a woman wearing her man's shirt. Yeah, absolutely, a dress shirt to to, to boot. It could be a t-shirt. It yeah. could be any shirt. I wouldn't care how formal that shirt was. I, That's going to have stains on it more than coffee, if you know what I'm talking about. I, I can always go get me a new shirt. I can't always find me a woman who's going to make me coffee and wear my shirts around the house. Yeah. Oh, you have no money? And this guy has no money? What the hell is she doing with him? Yeah. And if he's got no money, how come he wasted all that cash on a brand new shirt? It sounds like he really doesn't like the girlfriend. It sounds like he's more concerned about himself than he is about the girl. And that's uh, yeah, that's that's that, a shame. That's, that's a red flag. That's yeah. got more red flags than communist China. But this isn't, isn't this uh, kind of the way uh, the world go, goes, Steve? 
you, know, you you see a woman who is uh, who's wonderful. Yeah, you know, she's she's a really good. She's a good person. She's she's nice. She's sweet. Got a nice sense of humor. Uh, she's attractive, and she's with the biggest douchebag you can imagine. Someone who just treats her like garbage day after day. Someone who is so yeah. narcissistic and self-absorbed that they're worried about their shirts rather than the fact that here's a woman that went out of her way to uh, to make you coffee and she's wearing your shirt because she not only needs something to wear, but it makes her feel yeah. closer she, to you. She's she's wearing your shirt, and she's probably in her underwear. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. exactly what I'm thinking, that Steve. That coffee could go all over the bed for all I care. Or maybe not wearing underwear. Yeah, you think about maybe, that. Yeah, she think could about, be just wearing the shirt with, a, with nothing on underneath. There's something provocative about that thought in my head, too. Because that other dress was in the wash. You know, there are some times when my wife will grab... Uh, one of my shirts, and in my head I'm thinking, how you doing? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. And she's really just taking it to clean it. And I'm not thinking, uh, what are you doing with my shirt? That's my good shirt. Yeah, she said, you got meatball sub all over the front of it. Well, that was from yesterday. You already ate? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this guy, uh, it sounds like this guy has got anger management issues, too. No, this guy, this what this guy has got, he's got self-absorption issues. He's got got, uh, a, a level of selfishness and uh, and narcissism that he's not thinking of the broader picture here. Right. He's got a woman who wants to make him coffee and wear his shirts because she actually thinks he's a good catch. You should be uh, you should be flattered by this, not repulsed yeah, by it. A good catch all the way up to excluding this moment right now. Yeah, this this guy does not deserve this good woman at yeah. all. And good for her sister for uh, defending her. Like yeah. Calling this guy and calling, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need somebody else to do the legwork for but you. But you know, Steve, a good narcissist would hear this, mm-hmm. and it would not connect with him. It, it, it would have no effect. No, he's uh, he's going to be a, a shirt-loving dude the rest of his life. Yeah, this, not this caring makes about anybody else in his life. Maybe but, this uh, makes the girlfriend think she's got support from her family, and maybe the maybe the sister thinks that she's being supportive of her sister, and that's real cool. Mm-hmm. But if this guy's still worried about uh, her paying for the cleaning care of the shirt, he's not going to care that the sister called and uh, and uh, and took him to task. Will have, it will have no connection with him whatsoever. Mm. I don't get it. Uh, you ready for another one? You ready for another one? Yeah, we, I'm ready. We, we got time, right? You got time, sure. Uh, am I the a-hole for stealing my sister's crush? Ooh. It's like we're People Magazine. <sighs> oh, or, boy. Here we go. Those, uh, what is it? Teen GQ? Uh, something like something that, like yeah. That. Uh, me and my sister went to a wedding a few days ago. She's already bad with the English. Right. Uh, and there we spotted this really handsome guy. I didn't like him at first, but my sister was head over heels for him. She stalked him the whole wedding, went after him every now and then. It was like wherever he was going, my sister went after him. Although I didn't like him at first, but I did think he was cute. After the wedding ended, my sister found him on Insta. That's uh, short in- for Instagram. Instagram. Right. Yeah. That's old dudes talking about Instas. Uh, and... Uh, sent him a request for her from her account. She didn't message him or anything, though, and neither did he. Uh, I didn't even stalk the guy, for he was my sister's crush now. But a few days ago, I received a DM from him on my Insta. Ooh. I told my sister about it, and she talked to him from my account pretending to be me. At first, I was okay with it, but then gradually I started to like the guy. 
Now I think it should be me who should be talking to him because apparently I was the one he messaged. But my yeah. sister is accusing me of stealing her potential crush. Am I the a-hole in this situation? Yes. Yes, yes you, you, are. Are. you are. You the are the a-hole. I'm, a, I'm always been a big believer, and this is, I, I, I don't know if it's, if it's right or wrong. I tend to believe it's right. I've always been a big believer in the bro code. Yeah. Like, I mean, if uh, it's, let's, let's just say hypothetically that I were a single guy and you were dating a woman mm -hmm. and you broke up and I thought, well, then maybe I'll should go for that, uh, that woman. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't step in that. I wouldn't go down that road because that's, you know, there's a bro code. I, I wouldn't do that. Not without your permission. And even then I have to think twice, you know, do I, do I go for uh, your refuse? I would say no. That's that, that's me. It's really not worth the drama that would surround that whole thing. No. And when, you would, uh, you know, let's just say it was a friend of yours. You'd be losing a friend. Right. And then... Uh, and it's, it's unlikely that that friendship would endure that sort of, uh, you know, backstabbery. And, now, you, know, be, and be, you know what? It ended for a reason. And that reason could be the same reason it ends with you. But that's a very good point, Steve. Yeah. And then when you're talking about between siblings... Yeah. Well, now you're talking about a deeper relationship than just, you know, two dudes that, you know, work together. You know, that bro code is the same thing as a sister code, and that should also take precedence. No, you, no, leave, leave that guy alone. There's a million guys in the world. There's nothing particularly special about that one where he's willing to, uh, you know, skip over, you know, skip yeah, over one sister to go to another. He's already, uh, he's already pushing you aside by messaging her. Yeah. You know? And she should recognize that too, the the, the recipient of the messages. Yeah, would so you? This guy skipped over my uh, beautiful sister to get with me. Yeah, see, that's uh, that's that's crappy. And if you can't identify that as a crap move, and all of a sudden you're thinking of yourself, yeah. you should be ashamed of yourself. You Again, that bro code uh, should uh, should be prevalent regardless of your gender. What do they call the bro code for women? I don't even know what they call it. Cis code? Maybe. I don't know. But it's like, yeah, you know, there's you know, there's certain things you should do and certain things you should do. And very few friendships, you know, uh, can recover from that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Look at us all trying to be insightful and stuff. I know. It's, it's yeah. kind of comical in a way. It, it really is kind of comical. Two like, insensitive jerks like this yeah. would be you know, even even putting themselves in this position. As if we have the answers. We got nothing. We got nothing. But there you go. That's am I the a-hole. It's just about 723 in Rock 102. You and old man Winter may get along. F it's just about 725 with Bax and Steve in Rock 102. It's the hoe code. Is that what it's called? Yeah. That sounds dismissive. Well, uh, you know, it's, was, I, I was mean, told it was called the whole code. I don't know if that is the actual correct term for it. Yeah. Somebody said that uh, the theme song should be uh, I'm an A-hole from uh, Dennis Leary. Yeah. But and I, and I, I then somebody know. sent us a, uh, a, whatchamacallit, a censored version of that. So we could. I think we need to review it before we... Uh, Make that airworthy. Oh, no review. We just play things and then we hope for the best. No, no, that's a that actually goes against company policy. And I'm company policy. You, you exhausted the company line here. I'm exhausted from straddling company policy. Stop it. Just stop it. I'm just saying that's the way it should be. Hey, by the way, uh, if you miss any part of the uh, Bax and O'Brien show, even when it's just uh, me and Steve doing it, uh, you can check out the Bax and O'Brien daily podcast. It's available on baxandobrien.com. 
Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast, you will find the Bax and O'Brien Daily Podcast as well. And also, uh, Baxi's Musical Podcast this week, uh, a reposting of my interview with Andy Partridge from XTC. It's a very, very cool interview. I got a great one coming up on uh, on Monday that I'm really excited about. And I'll tell you probably more about that. Maybe uh, maybe I'll even uh, say who it is tomorrow. Uh, maybe. Uh, don't keep us in suspense. No, it's a good one. It's a good one. Let, let's put it this way. It's a guy from a band that has sold more than 100 million albums. That's name. That's a lot of people. No, Thanks. it's actually not as many as you may think. Uh, I don't know about that. It's one of the biggest selling bands of all time. Charlie so. Watts. Well, he's not available. Keith Richards. He's not available either, but for different reasons. Uh, Mick Jagger. Also not available. Uh, I can't remember the other people. I got a flat-out no from Billy Idol this week. Flat-out no. I was just going to say Billy Idol. He no. said no? Flat-out no. Did he say no more, more, more? No. He says he's not doing interviews anymore, more, more. Did he respond personally, or was it a representative? It's a representative uh, saying see, Billy is not available. Yeah, you know what? Billy never even got the message that you got. Probably not, but it's like the fourth <laughs> or fifth time I've asked. Yeah, you know, like when he was at the Big E. I thought, well, that would be a... Yeah, you know, a, a, a reasonable opportunity, and well, uh, you got to. Uh, what you have to do is uh, is be the squeaky wheel. Oh, dude, I don't. I never take no for an answer. I, I I go back and ask again. You're you're a go getter, is what you are. Oh, I'm hustling. Hey, by the way, uh, first of all, a uh, couple of different. It's sisters before misters. That's one of them. I like that one, right? Yep. And then uh, the other one, chicks before dicks. I kind of like that. I don't one. even know what that means. Well, uh, you know, anybody named Dick, uh, the chickens come before that that man. Okay, I'm going to pretend I know a little bit more about poultry than I do and say, sure, yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, and guess yeah. what? If you don't uh, play your cards right, you won't be getting any eggs by January 1st. Let's <laughs> hope so that changes, too. It's 728 News is next to Rock 102. Sports betting from the Connecticut Live. 7.30 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home offering 40% off installation plus a free glass shower door while supplies last. Call Yankee Home right now and tell them you heard this ad on Rock 102. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The driver involved in Tuesday's deadly pedestrian crash in Palmer is facing several charges, including driving under the influence. The crash happened on North Main Street near Wright Street just before 1 p.m. on Tuesday afternoon. According to Sergeant David Burns, 33-year-old Nicole Montanez of Palmer is being charged with OUI, motor vehicle homicide, and speeding, among several other charges. The name of the victim has yet to be released. Burns uh, told uh, or Burns said that uh, Matanez is being held on $50,000 bail. Her arraignment is scheduled for today in Palmer District Court. 1 p.m. Wow. That's some early drinking. That's, uh, or, or it's uh, drinking from the night before. Yeah, it could be too, but uh, but still, either way, is stupid, stupid move. Not not a good thing. The uh, Holyoke Fire Department was uh, called to a rollover accident on Pine Street and Resnick Boulevard at around uh, Tuesday at midnight. The fire and rescue squad came across a small pickup truck that was found rolled over onto its side. The team was able to remove the driver from the vehicle using hydraulic tools and was transported to a local hospital with minor injuries. At this time, there's no other information available and no other injuries have been reported. Because why would you need details? <laughs> well, Steve, you don't uh, you don't need details. You've told all the major important uh, details. What more do you really need to expose? 
Well, uh, what about follow-up questions? What are you going to do with follow-up information? Well, was the person uh, blood tested at the hospital? Was there any uh, substances in their body that may have uh, indicated a thing? Was there a medical issue? Steve. What was going on? Those are all valid questions, right? There's no question about that. But an hour from now, you're going to do totally different news stories. Yeah. And tomorrow, you'll be doing even more news stories. Even more uninformative news stories. Well, that's it. That's true. But you know, but what I'm saying is, as far as a follow-up goes, right. you know, once you've basically reported the very minimum information, you've, you're off the hook. You've done your job. Time to move on. I guess we move on to the East Longmeadow Fire Department, who were called to an animal rescue Wednesday morning. Oh, I'm going to need some details on this one. At around 5.30 today, a dog was found stuck 20 feet out and 3 feet deep in water and mud. Firefighters were able to remove the dog safely. The dog has no tags or any other information to identify them or its owners. If you are the dog's owner or if you know the uh, owner, you are encouraged to contact the East Longmeadow Police Department at 525-5440. Do we know what kind of a dog it was? Uh, yeah, it's a little, uh, what was the dog in uh, Airplane? Scraps. Ah, Scraps is a boy dog. But uh, Scraps here is a, is a black and gray colored dog. I see. Uh, but nonetheless, a Scraps. Oh, he looks so he looks so cold. And filthy. He's covered with mud, too. Well, they, they wiped him off. I think they got him in a bath. I think they went over to Dave's, the dog wash over there. You think so? They, uh, they took the picture of him. You sure they didn't just lick the dog clean like uh, like they would do in the dog world? I'm not sure uh, that is a method that they use. I'm not sure it's a method they don't use. A uh, new direct flight will debut at Bradley International Airport in February. And where's it going? Frontier Airlines will begin nonstop service to Cancun, Mexico, and San Juan, Puerto Rico in mid-February. Wow. This service to Cancun will begin on the 17th and will operate seasonally three times a week. You know, I've been to Cancun. And you know what's amazing about Cancun? Yeah. You have any idea how hard it is to find Mexican food in Cancun, Mexico? Because it's a tourist resort. Yeah. And most of the people coming uh, to there are not from Mexico. They're from all over the world. And uh, they want to adjust their menu. Sure. But if you're looking for, say, like a Wendy's Frosty and those Biggie Fries, yeah, you can find them all over Cancun. But if you're looking for traditional Mexican food, good luck with all of that. Because they don't have it there. There's no Mexican food in Mexico? you got to go way off the resorts to get actual Mexican food. Well, that seems uh, counterproductive, it's, don't you think? It's a little strange. If you're going to be in a foreign country, if I'm going to go to a foreign country, I want to have, like, the, the local food. Like, for example, if I were ever in Scotland, how could I say no to a big platter of haggis? I'd well, want to try the haggis. Who wouldn't want a, a haggis? Just to have uh, the bragging rights of, yeah, I had haggis, and it didn't make me want to puke in my mouth. That's the kind of thing I would have liked to have done in Cancun. But I could find only one place uh, that was serving Mexican food, and we were way off the resort in order to make that happen. You know, when we went to Aruba, the food was, like, catered for Americans. That's exactly it. And there was no, like, there was no... um there was no, like, native cuisine there. I don't even know if there is a native cuisine to Aruba. I'm sure there is. It's a Dutch country. There's yeah. lots of cheese being sold down there, the Dutch cheese. Nothing wrong with that. Or the chocolate. Uh, or the chocolate. But uh, we never we never really went off of the 
area of the inclusive resort. Sure. We stay all, you know, we 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 moved, you know, there was a there was I think we saw somebody somebody that we knew owned an apartment there or had like some kind of vacation timeshare thing that we we gathered at. Right. But that was still all within that area of all-inclusive resorts. So we didn't ever really got to go try you know, good stuff. Yeah, somewhere else. When I was in uh, Jamaica many years ago, uh, Jamaican we, me crazy. I know. We actually got off the. Uh, we 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 took a little a little jaunt off the resort and mm-hmm. went to a a jerk house where they're actually making like jerk chicken and jerk jerk pork and stuff. See, I went to one of those in West Springfield once, but it's not the same thing. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm sure it's uh, that's true, but uh, this was like traditional. It's like you know picnic tables. And a guy with a cleaver, you know, chopping meat. Yeah. He had, uh, I believe, he had six remaining fingers on both hands, uh, you know, between the two hands, because uh, I'm pretty sure occasionally he, he may or may not have mistaken, like a like a pork bone for a yeah. thumb. Anyway, uh, the food was fantastic, and it was like traditional Jamaican food. I mean, they only had the jerk chicken, but also the, you know, the, the rice with the little uh, the little peas inside. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, my God, it was so fantastic. And then it's like, you got to get off the resorts to know what the country really feels like. Now, the fact that we were possibly in danger of our lives getting off uh, off that <laughs> resort is, 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 is a small price well, to pay for delicious Jamaican cuisine. That was one of the things they told us. Hey, yeah, you can go downtown to whatever the city. I don't know what the city is in uh, Aruba. I, 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 I don't whatever know. The, whatever the capital city Arubaville. is. Arubaville. Arubaville, yeah. That's where Jimmy Buffett uh, made that song. That's right. Uh, you know, you could go. You, we could have gone down there, but they're like, yeah, we got to watch out for pickpockets. And, you know, they're telling you all these things. And we're like, yeah, we're not going there. We're not going down there. Uh, we'll go to that bar that Gronk was caught, uh, you know, hanging out with all those teenagers. Sure. That's, what could possibly that's, go wrong in that situation? That, uh, well, I'll tell you what went wrong in that situation. Uh, I walked into that bar, and everybody there thought I might have worked there as the bouncer. You got a bouncer look about because you. Because I, you know, you just feel out of place. Sure. You know, there's a bunch of... It, it, 18 is the drinking age in Aruba. Sure. So three adults walk into the bar, you know, over the age of, you know, 35. We were all over the age of 35. Right. You want to talk about feeling old. That's how you feel old. Walk into a bar full of 18-year-olds getting sloppy drunk. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's uh, not a good feeling. No, because you become like the parent, you know? Like, hey, you shouldn't be down in those shots off that ice luge. (laughs) What are you doing? Where are your parents? <laughs> Do they know you're here? Do they even know you're doing this? You must oh, be my. such a disappointment oh, to your my parents. God. If my daughters ever did something like this, I would. Uh... <laughs> hey, White Hutch Cheeseburger with grilled onions was named the best burger in Massachusetts, according to Thrillist. Uh, first of all, I love me the burgers at J.M. Curley, the Gallows, Eastern Standard, Craigie on Main, and several others in my hometown. Thrillist wrote about three Boston restaurants. But the White Hut is not just my favorite burger place of all time. It might just be my favorite single place in the world. Wow. Hey, right before the uh, the uh, the Bright Nights Ball, yeah. I was picking up my uh, my stuff for my, uh, for my tux. Yeah. My, and I think I saw you at White Hut. Were oh. you at White Hut? 
Yeah, every once in a while, I'll uh, I'll make an order. I and, almost uh, well, I saw you. A, I'll I, pick up a slider and a hot dog. If I didn't have some place to be, I would have stopped over there and, and, and said hi. But I just I I had to go pick up uh, you know kids at school, so it was like uh, yeah, I had to I couldn't do it. But you, you know what they do? They do online ordering now. You can do the online yeah, order and uh, grab yourself a grab yourself a burger and a dog on the way home. They are good burgers. There's no doubt about it. Um, maybe we should make a date out of this. Well, Steve, I'm, I'm actually seeing somebody else yeah, right see, now. Yeah, yeah, I knew. Every time know, I invite you somewhere. I mean, uh, well, you, 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 you say date. I mean, what do you mean by date? I uh, mean, date uh, doesn't have to mean some sort of romantic uh, thing that ends in some sort of sexual gratification of one of us, although it wouldn't hurt. Uh, I'm just saying. Well, if you a just if, if it were just if it were just lunch, you'd say we should go there for lunch someday, as opposed to we should make it a date. I I'm sorry, I'm uh, I'm spoken for. I tend to speak in boomer. <laughs> yeah, I'll say you do. And my grandmother used to say, and I used to embarrass the hell out of me. Uh, she, you know, I'd have my friends outside on the front lawn. We were playing games or something, right? And she'd come out. She's like. Would any of your boyfriends out there want a fudgesicle? Which one of your boyfriends out there? Does any one of your boyfriends want to have a, a popsicle or a fudgesicle or maybe a creamsicle? That's uh, almost a generational thing. Uh, yeah, that's what I I'm think. talking about. Yeah. The boyfriends. Or I've your got a boyfriend. girlfriend who uh, I met at uh, at a book club. You know, and they're, I mean, it's... It, you know, today's uh, definition of a boyfriend or girlfriend is slightly different. Yes, I think. they are. Uh, uh, keep talking. Oh. I have to do something. Oh, you, you got to do something. Anyway, uh, two cheeseburgers with fried onions at the counter at the original win in uh, West Springfield. I've been eating the meal since uh, before I had teeth. And so I'm sorry to tell all the others, but it was always going to be the hut here, the website continued. In February of 2020, Edward uh, E.J. Barkett, the third-generation owner of White Hut, which was founded in 1939, abruptly shut the restaurant down. No explanation was ever given, but sources told the Republican it was due to a dispute with his landlord. A group of local investors, including beloved local restaurant owner Annie Yee, who passed away in May, came together to buy the business and establish a long-term lease on the property. Best, uh, One of the best business moves they ever made. I think so, too. Because uh, that place is still hopping. You go down, you, know you drive he, by there, and you see the place. Uh, you know, cars going in and out of there all the time. You know, to to Andy's credit, you know, he saved two iconic places in uh, in Western Mass. A couple of iconic places in Western Mass, but the two most important ones, the Student Prince, and uh, and the White Hut between him and Peter Picnelli. And and that's you know you gotta you tip your hat off to those guys. I miss I miss Andy a lot. Uh, well, I, I remember uh, asking Andy uh, when this all was going down. Uh, or no, when when the student prince was being taken over. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I was like, uh, oh, this must be a nice venture for you. Me. He goes, well, I'm keeping the chefs because, you know, it's a little odd when when a German restaurant starts selling egg rolls and egg foo young. <laughs> so we have to change. We have to keep the menu the same way it is. Otherwise, we'd have hukilau menu in here. Yeah. Well. Um, Maybe a hooky line menu is down the down the road a piece. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today it is going to be, and I'll tell you uh, right now, uh, partly uh, partly cloudy with a high of 44. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and rainy with a high of 52. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Forecast brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee and also Fogbuster Coffee in the bag. 
Uh, what is this coffee? That's what they'll ask when you serve Fogbuster Air Roasted Coffee. It's silky smooth, never burnt or bitter because it's air roasted. Get Fogbuster in the black and white bag, and that's the news. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 749. And Stone Temple Pilots on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today uh, with a high of 44. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 52 and some rain showers. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, it is not very often that we have a Grammy Award-winning artist in the studio uh, (laughs) here to perform Groovy Kind of Love. It's Phil Collins. No, 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 Steve. This is uh, it's Bill Collins. It's not uh, Phil Collins. Uh, this is Bill Collins from the uh, Center Square Grill Man, here I'm, in East Long Meadow. I wanted to give you my rendition of Su Su Studio. Yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> I, I waiting for it. I like the way you're playing along, but uh, you shouldn't have to really do that alone <laughs> ever again. Uh, no, thank you very much for coming in. Um, Thanks for having me. As uh, most people are aware, uh, the uh, the Maple Center Shopping Center in Long Meadow that included uh, the you know, the bottle shop, uh, Armadas, yeah, uh, Iron the Iron Chef, Chef uh, and 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 a few other businesses. Uh, went up in flames, uh, and, a, and a devastating loss not only for Longmeadow, but you know, really the the surrounding community because a lot of people were going there uh, every day. And you guys have put together a GoFundMe page. Tell me about uh, how uh, this started for you guys. Well, for me, you know, being in business in East Longmeadow, I employ a lot of people. I could just imagine if this happened to me, you know, where I'd be and where the employees would be. So right away, you know, we said, "What can we do?" You know, it's it's easy enough to try and put something together for the employees, get a little money in their hands right before the holidays, and we thought that'd be a really nice thing. Now the uh, the goal is about seventy five thousand dollars. You've raised uh, a little bit, uh, a little more than half of that already forty seven thousand three hundred dollars, uh, and some and some change. And uh, you've got some, you know, about four hundred and forty two people have donated so far, which is actually pretty good. Sure, considering this has only been up for like six days. And uh, only a little bit of uh, publicity so far. So, you know, I hope that this will this will do it. Yeah, well, the forums are probably getting tired of me resharing and resharing and resharing. <laughs> so, you know, uh, so what we did is we brought in the uh, the ERC5, uh, the East Long Meadow or East of the River Chamber of Commerce. And so we're hoping with the partnership with them, we'll be able to push this thing across the, uh, the finish line. They've already brought in People's Bank. So now anybody can write a donation uh, at People's Bank. And deliver to any branch. Yeah, you know, I, I think about uh, you know, I think about like the the restaurant that, that was there, the Iron Chef. I mean, you know, obviously, I don't need to tell you, running a restaurant is uh, is not a simple business. It's no. a, it's very complicated. It's a lot of work, and it's a lot. It's expensive. Absolutely. To uh, to run a a, a restaurant. So I, I can imagine you know for a guy like you who's running you know the Center Square Grill, you look at a situation like that and you say, all right, if it were me. Could I rebuild, and what would it take for me to get there? Absolutely, it's devastating, and you know you got to remember that when the owner goes through this, you know, typically, you know, we're the ones that took the risk. We normally make the most money, right? But then there's all the employees that now you know have to go find a new job or are waiting benefits or insurance payouts, and you know, with two days before Thanksgiving and a you know few weeks before Christmas. You know, it's it's going to take a while before money hits their hands. So, you know, we figured let's jump in action. Let's do something nice for them, and you know, just a little supplement before the holidays. You got some uh, some good people working uh, with you on this too. Oh uh, my god, people that I know, uh, like Aaron, Aaron Beck is the one who's uh, you know, organized the, the fundraiser. She's doing all the financials on this one. Good person to work with, but um, but there's a lot of other people involved in this too. Absolutely, Grace Barone from uh, the ERC five, uh, Lynn Simmons, the town manager from uh, Long Meadow, has been a great help. And you know, I brought Aaron in and Ken right away because 
I needed somebody to make sure uh, that all the numbers made sense. You know, I'm I'm good at running a restaurant, but you know, I didn't want to make I wanted to make sure that you know something like this with the contributions was you know all the T's were crossed and the I's were dotted. You know, right. so Aaron was the perfect pick. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, you know, he's saying, uh, you know, what would he do in a situation like this? You could fall back on the residuals of no jacket required. You could. I'm still I doing would, the Phil but, Collins. But thing. Uh, in the yeah, you're right. I, uh, see, I, I missed I, that one. But, <laughs> see, well, that was I believe uh, no jacket required was his first solo record, if I'm not mistaken. But you know, still, still all them generous uh, residuals. Uh, uh, listen, I, uh, I'm I'm joking, of course. I, I think uh, what you're doing here is is awesome, especially for the you know the employees of of, the, of that plaza. You're talking what 75. Uh, people. Yeah, we're we're waiting for a roster from uh, you know Lynn Simmons, the town manager, is working on getting mm-hmm. a roster from all the businesses, but we have an estimate at about seventy five. So that's why we hit the seventy five thousand dollar goal. But yeah. uh, you know, if it turns out there's eighty, we're going to try and go for eighty. And if you're looking for this specific uh, page, I mean, there's a couple of fun GoFundMe pages for this, but this specific one uh, is the Fire at Maple Center Shopping Center. Um, and again, their goal is seventy five thousand dollars. So if, if if that's the one. If you if you search for that, you're going to find it. And uh, and again, you know, when when whenever you see a situation like this, and you, and you know, we got to see some of the uh, the pictures that were not published um, anywhere. People who were like around the neighborhood showing us what was going on as it's happening. I mean, it's just a it, it's a it's a devastating fire. Absolutely. And I said, and I said this before, and it's absolutely true for you know for the whole community. It's not just the people, you know, in that neighborhood, but you know, there's people in Long Meadow, East Long Meadow, Hamden, Wilbraham, all going, as you know, Springfield, all going to Armadas yeah. or or any of the other businesses. You know, the bottle shop, the bottle you know, shop, big, big big liquor outfit, and. You know, people in those areas are very thirsty. Oh, without a doubt. I live around the corner, man. I'm a, I'm a frequent you, there. You, you know? seem parched right now. You seem a little yeah. dehydrated. Yeah. Do you have something for me here? Do we have, like, I actually got a whole big thing of Tito's in my in my office that right. has gone uncracked. Why are we doing this here and not your office? Because there's no <laughs> microphones yeah, there's in my office. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Probably for yeah. the best. Absolutely. But it, but it's but it's true. I mean, you know, there are certain places, uh, you know, in in every town. That uh, you know, kind of build its community. I mean, your place over the the, the last few years has certainly done that. Sure, uh, you know, in 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 the the center square plaza. I mean, that's a busy plaza. That's that plaza has grown substantially over the years. Oh, without a doubt. And it really has become a center for you know this community. Sure, no different than what's gone on at the the Maple Center uh, shopping center. Well, my family and I, you know, we go there often. My kids love the Chinese food at Iron Chef, and so yeah, my adult, son adults is, do too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And my my son's four years old, and when we drive by the plaza there, he's like, "Oh my God, that's so horrible." So when a four year old is understanding the impact of this. You know, yeah. just imagine what the whole community's feeling yeah. like. Have you had a chance to talk to uh, anybody over there? You know, I've kind of kept my distance a little bit. You know, it's been now, I don't know, seven or ten days. And for me, you know, the ownership at all the businesses, they have so much to deal with right away, you know, between insurance c- companies and talking to adjusters. I didn't want to hop right in there and say, hey, I'm doing a GoFundMe. You know, so I yeah. figured I'd give it a little while. And then once I got involved with the uh, the chamber, I figured let them get in touch with the businesses. You know, some of them were members. And so Grace Barone, that's where she's coming in. And she's going to do all the points of contact. 
I didn't want this to be a Bill Collins thing. Right. I wanted this to just to you know be something nice for the employees before the holidays. Because I mean, I'm 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 trying to to recall whether everybody in that plaza has said they're looking to rebuild and reopen. I don't know if there's, if there's anyone who said that they're not. You know, I think the sentiment that I've heard so far is that people are wanting to rebuild, but. Um, the the ownership of the plaza is different from the businesses so True. i think you know it's got to start with them probably but uh you know i don't have enough information to speak uh, accurately on that yeah once again bill collins from uh, the center square grill again the fire and maple center shopping center is the name of the gofundme page if you want to help uh they're looking to raise seventy five thousand dollars, and they are involved with the chamber of commerce like you said Yep. Uh, there's a, there are banks involved. People's Bank, People's any banks. location. Yep, so uh, it, it's a great cause, and it's something that uh, the community definitely definitely is going to miss uh, moving forward. So I'm, I'm glad you're doing this. Well, and just remember, you. it's going to take some time, because you can't hurry, love. <laughs> You'll just have to wait. And and, and I, I'll do some Phil Collins impersonations for donations. So All right, you just oh, let me there know. you go. That's, now that's just pandering, yeah. Phil. That's pandering. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it, if it helps people for you to you know gr- gain some clout, then why not? Yeah. I can feel it coming. There you go. There <laughs> All right. Go. Uh, By the way, just just for the record, I would like to commit Steve Nagel to at least fifty dollars to this cause. All right, I, Steve I, Nagel. I'll do a hundred dollars. How about that? Right, I'll All do a right. hundred and one. I'll do a hundred and two dollars just to do just a little bit I'll more than him. I'll do hundred and two dollars and ten cents. All right, we're not going. All right, get crazy I like it, here. boys. Let's do I have hundred and two point two? Yeah, <laughs> definitely do that. Oh, come on. That would Going once. Going once. (laughs) Bill, it's good to see you. Good to see you guys. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Bill Collins from uh, Center Square Grill in East East Lawmeadow. It's 758 on Rock 102. 8 a.m. every Thursday, the Leah Auto Group is proud to present Scott Zolak from the Patriots broadcast booth as he breaks it down. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the King of Snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, whatever happened to the good old days in hockey where the most appalling thing that you could do was drop your gloves and punch an opposing player right in the suck? Those were the glory days of good old-fashioned hockey, and back then, the most they could do to you is put you in a penalty box for a minute or two. That way, you can go back on the ice and do it all over again. I miss those days. Now you have guys getting multi-game suspensions for slew-footing and biting other players, like the league is suddenly being run by a bunch of thin-skinned Karens, and frankly, I don't like it. Yesterday, the NHL announced that Brad Marchand of the Bruins will serve a three-game suspension for slew-footing Vancouver's Oliver ekman Larson on Sunday. The game of hockey was built on things like slew-footing, and yet he's been suspended simply because someone decided it's unfair for a guy to swipe his leg behind another guy's leg and make him fall down. I mean, come on, that's hockey. But at least he stopped looking dudes in the face, because I'm sure we all remember when he was on that kick a few years ago. Now he gets tagged for slew-footing for the third time in his career, and as a result, he'll forfeit over $91,000 in salary. Meanwhile, you had the league suspending Brendan Lemieux of the L.A. Kings for five games for allegedly biting a guy. In this case, it was Ottawa's Brady Kachuk right there in his hand. Now, given the choice, I'd rather be bitten on the hand than run the risk of a painful leg injury. And yet, they gave him a five-game suspension where he'll forego $38,000 in salary. Now, what you might notice here is that it cost Brad Marchand a lot more money for a less severe infraction than biting a guy. And yet, here we are complaining about the allegedly poor behavior of dudes playing hockey. 
I could shove your body into the glass and jam the butt end of my hockey stick into your rib cage and elbow your face in my forearm, and I'll be back on the ice in two minutes. But if I bite your finger or trip you from behind, then all of a sudden, I'm some sort of jerk who's not playing fair. Go figure that one. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hard to believe, but Rocky's has been around for 95 years. This radio show hasn't been around for 95 years, but you can count on Rocky's every day for the little things like screws and shovels and big things like grills and snowblowers. That's why Rocky's been around for so long. Good people, rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8-11 and Billy Idol on Rock 102. It is going to be partly uh, cloudy today with a high of 44. Tomorrow, uh, mostly cloudy with uh, rain showers throughout the day. High of 52. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. Billy Idol not only uh, celebrating his uh, 66th birthday yesterday, uh, he also uh, refused uh, flat out to do a, uh, in a podcast interview with me. So uh, congratulations to you, Billy Idol. You're really surprised. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know how busy Billy really is. I mean, uh, what's he doing? He's got Billy Idol stuff to do. What's, I don't you know, I think the tour is, uh, winding down. I mean, he couldn't uh, peel himself away from his busy schedule for a half an hour. No, he, uh, he likes to get his sleep. And when he's done on tour, he wants to get more, more, more. Listen, I get, I get to reject it all the time. I, I got rejected all the time on that podcast thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I can't uh, say that he is any less disappointing than, you know, say uh, two or three other guys that have said flat out no repeatedly over the last uh, two years. Like who? Uh, well, I had a flat out no from uh, Elvis Costello, who has said no, and uh, a flat out no from uh, Henry Rollins. A guy uh, who's saying radio, radio doesn't want to be on your show. Doesn't want, doesn't want to do it. Yeah. He's uh, and, uh, and Henry Rollins apparently is tired of doing podcast interviews. Well, we did an interview with Henry Rollins, probably not as extensive as we'd have liked it to be, but no. we did uh, interview him uh, several years ago for the Mayflower Marathon. He kept it brief, and I'm just wondering if he's holding that one against me. Well, but, here, you know, it wasn't it wasn't just me conducting the interview. You couldn't tell by listening to it. Here's the difference between uh, you know what he did for the marathon versus what he would have done for your podcast you have like this extensive sit down uh coffee house feel if you will sure. to your interviews yeah whereas what we do we're, we're like six to eight minutes on the interview and there's not a whole lot you can unpack from a from an artist in six to eight minutes you no, but, I mean? you, but give me a half an hour. We can go through a lot of stuff. Yeah, give me but, a full hour, like the the one that's up this week with Andy Partridge from Mexico. That's a full hour interview. Yeah. But to Henry Rollins, eh, he is like, yeah, you know, six to eight minutes is enough for me to give to you. I know, but there's uh, there's, there's yeah. so much I would like to talk to Billy Idol about, uh, like uh, like all of that. Uh, all of that integrity he lost back in the eighties. You know, I want to ask him about. Uh, I want to ask him about that. But uh, eh, no, I got a big fat no. So no. happy birthday to you, Billy. That's what? my gift to you. No interview. Not gonna he, ask for you for months. He's not gonna uh, answer your emails. No more, more, more. Well, he doesn't. He has someone answer the emails for him. He yeah. does not. Uh, there are some exceptions where 
the actual artist answers their own emails. Uh, you know, I tried to get Eddie money on the show, and then he died of cancer like a month later. Yeah, I know. And then you get like Robert Palmer, yeah. and he died like two weeks after we talked to him. Well, at least you got to talk to him. Yeah, but then you know, how freaky is that? You talk to a guy, and then boom, he drops dead of a heart attack. I well, mean, it's that, like, uh, that, it, it, was it something I said? That's happened uh, quite a few times. Greg Giraldo was an example of that. That's that we talked, true. He was, uh, I actually met him at the Funny Bone. Uh, I hosted was hosting the shows down there right. years ago. And then uh, he was a great guy, nice guy. Yeah. Uh, and then he died like two weeks after we had him on the show. He died of a drug overdose. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's unbelievable. And then uh, who was the other one? Ralphie May. Ralphie May. We John, talked John Panette, too. John Panette. Um, who else did we talk to? Davy Jones. Davy Jones. Anytime we interview somebody, it seems that their uh, demise is imminent. See, and that's why uh, for a while um, when a celebrity would die, mm -hmm. I would sometimes post the story of their death and then say, our interview has been postponed. And people were taking me to task. And they can't be postponed if he's dead. Yeah. All right, you, or they you, would say, you're insensitive jerks. Right. And then I would say, okay, but you have to understand our history here a little bit. You know, we got a long history of talking to guys who just die. Yeah. You know, that's, that's weird to me. I mean, when we talked to Henny Youngman many years ago, we were kind of wondering whether he was going to last the entire interview. He was that old. And he didn't, he didn't uh, last much longer after that before he finally did die. But he was like 97 years well, old that, for crying That's a little bit different. You're talking about uh, people who are in their 50s, 60s, maybe 70s uh, that you've talked to that uh, just still kicked the, the bucket. Still in the prime of their life. Still had productive time ahead of them. But that uh, for whatever reason, the Baxton O'Brien show killed them. I just realized that this show has become a metaphor for celebrity death. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not. It ain't, it ain't all a bunch of giggles over here. Somebody get Justin Bieber on the phone. <laughs> yeah, so when I'm uh, making these interview requests, yeah. I'm not surprised that these people are saying flat out no because they're probably they're probably chicken. Yeah, you're like nobody. You're you know you got it. You, you're really a nobody compared to, uh, you know, the national radio names right. that well, would see, want to interview somebody. See, here's the thing. Depending on how you present it, I can make it seem like I'm somebody. Uh -huh. What I think you know, and I know, and anyone who knows me knows, I ain't that big of a deal. No, you're not. I'm really, I'm not nearly as impressive as, uh, as it seems on paper. You know, it's funny. I go, uh, I visit my friends in upstate New York uh, once a year, usually. Right. Right. And they, uh, they're like, so what are you, what are you doing out there? Are you doing some kind of college radio show or something like that? Like they don't know, like uh, they're not, you know, they're not, they don't live in this region. Right. So they don't listen to the station, which I'm a little offended by, since we can get us anywhere with Rock102.com and live streaming. Uh, but and you uh, always listen to it after the fact yeah, on the uh, on the podcast. I've never really understood uh, why, you know, people get. Uh, I I enjoy the fact that you enjoy the show and that you enjoy my jokes. Right. You know that I uh, you know some of you that don't either, but uh, there are people out there that en that enjoy the material I do. But I don't really see that as some sort of like celebrity. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I don't, like, I don't, I don't either. Uh, you know, I, I get up and I put my pants on one leg at a time, just like every other schmo in this uh, in this world. Uh, I just happen to do something 
not as strenuous as the people who are listening to us right now. You know, there's think, people out there moving boxes and, and machines and, and doing, uh, you know, they're pulling people over on the side of the highway. They're taking people to the hospital. They're doing, like, real work. Right. Yeah, to me, I'm doing real work. Here. I have always been a very strong believer in if you live this close to towns like Ware and yeah. Palmer, yeah. You have no right to be holding on to an ego. No, that, you know what I'm, not you, at all. You know what I'm saying? Not at all. You hear what I'm saying? I I know exactly what you're so, saying. So you know, to me, uh, you know, then it's hard to say. Well, you know, we are, we've been here for years. We're like uh, you know, cultural icons in our city. Yeah, that doesn't get you very much. But yet there are some people that uh, you know just can't believe uh, you are who you are. I'm sure you must experience it there in the hill towns when someone discovers who you are and like oh my god i can't believe steve nagel is in my bait shop i i can't uh, i never thought for a moment uh, that steve nagel would be in this uh, convenience store well, first of all i've never been to a bait shop before i'm just Local. tossing out examples it's all hypothetical yeah. of course uh, i don't really even think it's that i mean uh, you know i'm part of a community uh, my kids go to school in the community. Uh, oh yeah, I do things for the community uh, because that's what it's really all yeah, but about. You, it's but not about one person being important over another. True, but you have established, Steve, this uh, this le- this iconic level of uh, notoriety that the average slob on the street is never going to achieve in well, their you think entire about, lifetime. You think about it this way. You, you, you think about uh, how important a community is. Yeah. Right? So I live in this particular community. It's not that I'm more important than anybody else. Everybody in that community has some sort of role, and they're, uh, they're talented with whatever they do. Right. So I know a guy who can, uh, who can paint if I need painting done. I got... Talk to the painting guy, right? Sure. And if I know a guy who uh, need carpeting, I, I know carpet guys. I know, I know all kinds of guys and uh, and gals that do things. Right. Uh, that that's what makes up a community. You kind of work together and you network yourself. And then when they want uh, when they want dick jokes or vaginal euphemisms, they come to me. But see, not everybody in the community has that at their disposal. I mean, yeah. you you have like a like a an arsenal ready to shoot. You know, I mean, you're you're there. I mean, you could you could you know pick one out of your back pocket, throw it right in our face, and then yeah, you got it. Two finger squishmitten is my favorite. By See, the way, See, that's a great one. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I know maybe like five or six people that I could say they are more important uh, than any of us. Yeah, I without a uh, maybe maybe four, three or four, five or six seems like a comfortable number. You know, but uh, but none of them have the ability to to come up with the two finger squishmitten. Well, no, because they didn't do the internet research that I did to find that, that word. But that is what separates you from everybody else. Yes, but I don't find me being that more important. I mean, I if I have no, an but issue, you have you have a a place in the community that is your place. In yeah. a community, you you have uh, you know your your local uh, leaders, your 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 politicians, your police officers, I don't your even fire. Know who any of those people are right. I know. Well, I wouldn't associate with most <laughs> of those people either. But then in every town, there's got to be somebody that knows what a Alabama hot pocket is. <clears throat> yeah, and that's me. I'm the guy that brings that to the table. And that is your place at the table. But if I I'm need saying. hay, I go to the hay guy. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There are people in need of certain things. That wouldn't make you special above all everybody else. See, for example, um, you wouldn't want to go to me as, say, like the guy in charge of numbers 
No, no, I mean, you I, that, would be the least person that I would go to. Absolutely, absolutely true. You know, but if you if you wanted you know good rock solid advice, or uh, you know wanted to know you know where you could buy a good can of paint or a snowblower, I'd be the first guy to tell you you want to go to Rocky's Ace Hardware. That's my place at the table. Hey, you were the guy that negotiated my first contract here at Rock 102. That's why I was making fives of dollars for many, many years. And you were happy with it at the time, if and I'm not mistaken. now I'm making tens of dollars. Stick, yeah. with, stick I, with me, Steve. I, I, I could put you in the stratosphere of 20 to 25. Oh, is that so? That's it. 20 to 25. Well, let's not yeah. get, uh, let's not get uh, you know, too full of ourselves. You know, I mean, you want to... You want to ease into the big bucks. Yeah, I'm really glad we had this conversation. Oh, you have no idea. It's uh, 824 on Rock 102. Whether you- and Steve Nagel on Rock 102. Tomorrow on the show, we'll be talking to Scott Zolak about the, your first place New England Patriots. Hells yeah. Yes. Uh, did you ever hear of these things? Uh, they're called tool libraries. A tool library? Yeah, instead of books, you can borrow things like hammers, drills, and power saws. And they're popping up in more cities uh, all over the country. Really? One that opened up in Chicago in 2019 is in the news right now because it's expanding. Over 1,500 people are using it, and it's got over 2,500 different tools you can borrow. Most of the tools were donated, and they've got so many now, they need a bigger space. Really? That's actually not a bad idea. Well, I mean, a lot of uh, places uh, you you can rent tools from. You know, I mean, if you like, uh, say you needed a table saw or a, uh, um, oh, I don't know, scaffolding. You know, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. why would you build? Why you don't always have to buy it yourself? You well, always borrow it and bring it back when you're done. Yeah, because how many jobs that you do that you only need one specific tool for, and then bam, uh, you got to go spend fifty to sixty dollars just to get the one tool to fix whatever you're fixing, and then you never use the damn tool again ever. You know, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've not had the right tool. For the right job, like uh, it was at the. Uh, I know. At I our talked ca- to Mrs. Baxendale. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I see what yeah, you're doing there, you, Steve. Yeah, and yeah. if I were closer, I'd punch you. Uh-huh. Um, I was in Vermont uh, a few months ago, oh, and lovely country. oh, it's God's country up there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we were having a problem with uh, one of the fuses. Now, I didn't realize it was a fuse issue. I thought it was an electrical issue, and I'm on the phone with the uh, with the RV people, and they're kind of walking me through it. And they said, "Well, you need to remove." Uh, the electrical panel or the front cover, of the electrical panel to get back there, see what's going on. Oh, that's, not, oh, that's easy. That's easy. Yeah. But of course, it's Vermont. All of my tools are in Hamden, so uh. I had to uh, remove the screws with a butter knife, which I have to tell you is not simple. It's actually very hard work. Yeah, especially on a uh, electrical box that's delivering all kinds of watts or voltage or whatever the hell it is that uh, is going to fry you to death. Well, see, that's you know that's also uh, part of the problem. I didn't. Uh, I I could have. I should have used a an actual screwdriver. I just didn't happen to have it handy. But if there was a uh, if there was a place to rent a Phillips head screwdriver, I would have been happy to go all the way down the mountain to go get it. You know, I had this uh, I had this older guy that I knew years ago that came over and did some electrical work in my house. Yeah. Now, he was a qualified electrician. But you're really supposed to, like, you know, get permits and stuff for all the things that you should oh, be doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, this was, uh, you know, this was uh, hey, look, uh, I know that this needs to go. There was too many wires on one breaker. So he come over uh, to, to fix that for sure. me. Sure. And it was just like, first of all, it was it was like one of the one of the first times in my life I ever saw a bare 
electrical box, like when they take the cover off and everything. Right. It's scary looking. Oh, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it either. And this guy's just like, you know, taking his hand and shoving the wire into this. And I'm like, dude. And he's like, ah, it's no big deal. If it's only if it gets me, it's only one ten or whatever the hell he was talking about. Yeah. And I was like, uh, you're putting your. I was waiting for him to like lick the wire <laughs> and then stick it back in there. What, what movie was that from? I <laughs> <laughs> remember. But you know what I'm talking about? I know. I remember this scene of a guy licking the wire and sticking it back in there. That's what this guy could have done. He could have killed himself, for God's sake. Plumbing and and electrical work. That's like two things I got to hire a guy to do. I I would never even dream of tackling any of it. You know what? I need a plumber now. You know what's been happening? The the sink, uh, the the kitchen sink, right? Yeah. It's got. it's got the hose that goes with it, right? Okay. So I had this. Ho- I had the hose replaced about uh, right when I moved in because there was something. There was a problem with the hose, right? Sure. And then again, uh, maybe three or four months ago, the thing craps the bed again, and and there's something because they don't make them like they used to. Oh, that's sound like truth. an old man. Uh, but it's all plastic pieces, and the thing gets stuck, and then you have to get a new one. Right. So I got a new one. And I put it on myself, which was the first mistake. Because then all of a sudden, the, when you run the water, it's something's not quite right. Yeah. And it goes, you know, like the water's trying to catch up with the hose. Sure. And now, my kid turns on the faucet the other day, and it's got a curved, like, faucet at the top, right? Sure. And there's holes now coming out. It's the water is now spraying out of the faucet, out of the pipe part. Okay. So I'm like, I don't know what to do now. Sounds I, like because, you've got yourself a gasket issue. Well, I want a new sink in there too. Ah. I want a whole new kitten caboodle, but, but I got to find a guy, a plumber. I mean, I ha- I know a plumber. I could I could do that. But I say when I say it's a gasket issue, yeah. I'm saying that not knowing what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, you don't know what you're talking I'm, about. I'm just saying it to make it sound like I know what I'm talking about, when the reality is I'm the last person you should ask about plumbing. But we shouldn't have a tool library. We should have a uh, craft library. Whatever craft you're in, you uh, get to be borrowed for free for a few hours for a job. Maybe you're Small on, jobs. Maybe you're on to something, Steve. Not the bigger stuff, but the small jobs. I think you're on to something. Because I know plenty of people who are tools out there. You know what oh, I'm saying? that's the they truth. They have the library going on there. It's 832. News is next to Rock 102. Rock 102's Pro... 835 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Table and Vine. For the best deals in town and expert advice, only at Table and Vine, Rodale Street in West Springfield, or at tableandvine.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The driver involved in Tuesday's deadly pedestrian crash in Palmer is facing several charges, including driving under the influence. The crash happened on North Main Street near Wright Street just before 1 p.m. on Tuesday afternoon. According to Sergeant David Burns, 33-year-old Nicole Montanes of Palmer is being charged with OUI, motor vehicle homicide, and speeding, among several other charges. The name of the victim has yet to be released. Sergeant Burns says Montanes is being held on $50,000 bail. Her arraignment is scheduled for today in uh, Palmer District Court. Uh, the dog this morning in East Longmeadow, the East Longmeadow Fire Department were called to an animal rescue today. Around 5.30 a.m., a dog was found stuck 20 feet out and 3 feet deep in water and mud. 
Uh, firefighters were able to remove the dog safely. The dog has no tags or any other information to identify them or its owners. If you are the dog's owner or if you know the owner, you are encouraged to contact the East Longmeadow Police Department. Uh, they don't say where this is, though. No, they don't. But they they also uh, don't uh, say whether or not uh, the dog was microchipped either, right? I mean, because you have the you don't have the tags, but a lot of dogs are microchipped. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, I don't have, what is it? who who has a microchip reader? Is that a vet thing? Or I a, think I mean, don't the vets have like a like a puppy LoJack? Yeah, but I don't think uh, like, it's not like the vet is available. Yeah, know. that's true. And you know how the vets are. They'll probably charge an arm and a leg just to find out where your dog went to. Oh, you want us to activate the LoJack? That's going to be $600. $600? To operate the LoJack? Let me tell you something. If there's a way for these vets to charge you 600 bucks for anything, they will charge you 600 bucks. For nearly anything. I don't know. I go to the uh, the Blandford Animal Hospital, and they're pretty good about, like, uh, like they're, they're not trying to sell you a bunch of stuff you don't need. See, that's they're the kind of vet. Care, they're taking care right. of the pet, that's which a, is what you want them to do. That's the kind of pet, uh, that's the kind of vet I like. The one that's not trying to upcharge me in something or, you know, jack me with uh, unnecessary costs. You know, I went to, uh, I went, I had to uh, put my golden retriever down a few years ago. Very sad day. Sure. And I made an appointment with this one particular uh, animal hospital, if you will. Yes. And uh, I guess the appointment was for 8.15, and I thought it was 8.30, so here I am showing up at 8.20. All right. So I'm early for the time that I thought it was. But again, I'm uh, ready to grieve the loss of this dog. So I show up at 8.20, and the lady behind the counter goes, yeah. You mean the appointment that was at 8.15? You're finally five minutes late. And then, and then she realizes that it was a euthanasia. And then she was like, oh, please have a seat. I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm like, this is exactly the reason why I took all my business up to the Blanford Animal Hospital, because they have people that care over there. Right. You uh, money-making place. I don't want to say the name of it either. Yeah, but I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. But you know what? Um... Anybody who's bringing their their pet to a vet is is doing Ooh, it you're because a poet and you didn't even know it. Right. Anyone who's uh, brought their animal to a vet mm-hmm. is doing it because there's a problem with the do- with the with the animal, right? right? The, the dog, the cat, whatever the hell it is. You know, so you're already at a heightened state of anxiety because you don't know what's going on. You know, you don't know what's wrong with your dog. You know, it could be anything. Now, how do you know that this person coming into your office is an all jacked up with anxiety and you want to make them feel bad for being five minutes late well, to an appointment and please it just, and it just goes to show you uh that uh you know i guess if you were habitual habitually late right getting the attitude might be warranted but the you know it's a, it's a euthanasia. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's and not and like, it's not like you're so excited to get it done that yeah. you want to get there early or be first in line. Exactly. You'll leave me in the room. Oh, you're going to leave me in the room for a yeah. few minutes. Thank hey, you I'm so much. S- sorry I was five minutes late. I was guess I was too busy saying goodbye to the dog that I love. Anyway, Citizens Reclaiming Southwick has abandoned its efforts to force a recall election of select board member Russell S. Fox after failing to get enough signatures. 
The group said Tuesday it had 1,031 signatures by the November 29th deadline. The requirement was for 1,786, and the 1,031 signatures was the count before they'd been checked over by the town clerk and certified. Uh, Typically, checks like that eliminate many petition signatures. But they are not going away, Fox, who's uh, been active in various parts of town government for nearly 40 years. They asked me to resign again last night. He lamented the angry, accusatory tone in recent meetings. It's unfortunate, he said. It's not the whole group either. But he promised to meet with anyone who wants to meet with him to discuss town issues as long as the discussion is productive. He said he relaxed the public speak-out rules at the end of Monday night's meeting to allow for some back and forth, which he found very helpful. Not to be, uh, <laughs> not to be dismissive of this uh, civic discord, but the quote that you just mentioned, would that be what the fox said? That is what the fox said. What does the fox say? What the fox say? What the fox say? What the fox say? This is all from that Carvana thing. Oh, Carvana's yes. plan was to have 66 acres of what is now a 137-acre uh, field at 686 College Highway at the corner of Routes 10 and 202 and Tannery Road. The property is owned for industry. So opponents say Fox and the town board were in favor of the development, which opponents say which have created too much traffic and yada, yada, yada. Then they say, well, you're not with us, so you ain't us. I don't believe that's the exact uh, thing that they used. But, no, uh, but but still... You either get on our side or you don't, Mr. Fox. But he ain't going nowhere. No. Brazil and Japan join the rapidly widening circle of countries to report cases of Omicron. How do you say it? Omicron. Omicron. Doesn't that sound like a transformer? Yes, absolutely. I'm Omicron, robot in disguise. Uh, While new findings indicate that mutant coronavirus was already in Europe close to a week before South Africa sounded the alarm, the Netherlands RIVM Health Institute disclosed that patient samples dating from November 19th and 23rd were found to contain the variant. It was on November 24th that the South African authorities reported the existence of the highly mutated virus to the World Health Organization. This, uh, that indicates Omicron had a bigger head start in the Netherlands than previously believed. Together with the cases in Japan and Brazil, the finding illustrates the difficulty in containing the virus in an age of jet travel and economic globalization. And it left the world once again uh, whis- whipsawed. Ooh, I like that word. I don't even know what that means. Uh, between hopes of returning to normal and fears that the worst is yet to come. You know, uh, not for nothing. Mm-hmm. But I've heard this uh, this question asked uh, more than once, and you know, every time you turn around, there's another variant popping up, and you know it's not like COVID, something new. We've had COVID forever, but at what point do you say we're now past all this? Like we're we got a handle on it. I mean, is there going to be like a prevailing? Uh, variant that comes out that you know, doesn't put people in a hospital? From all the uh, the science things I've been looking at, it yeah. ain't going away ever. Well, see, it's that's here that's stay. the thing. It's like, yeah. you know, we're, we're kind of like, you know, we're all kind of ready to go back, and most of us are kind of ready uh, to be back, 
but yet every time there's a new variant, we're kind of all flipped out that, uh, oh, my God, am I going to need myself another booster? Well, like boost, like shot number four. You know, we could go into this whole uh, lockdown thing all over again. I don't really want to do that. I don't want to do that either. But, uh, you know, if that's the way it's going to be uh, working out with these variants. I know. I just, I mean, it just It's just hard to say. You know, what is normal supposed to be? Again, what do we got to do for it all to be just a, a normal thing? I don't even remember what normal was like. I don't think I ever remember normal, even when things were normal. Everything has been abnormal for me anyway, so it really doesn't make a difference. That this is making... It's true. A uh, 36-year-old in Bethesda, Maryland, named Mark Shuta, went to a grocery store pharmacy to pick up two medications, one for insomnia and the other one for erectile dysfunction. But when he went to pay, the pharmacist said insurance won't cover the ED meds. And without the discount, his total was $369. Hey, All now. right. Yes. He didn't have that much, but he really wanted the pills. So he just grabbed them out of the pharmacist's hand, abandoned his shopping cart with the groceries in it, and sprinted out of the store. In other words, he stiffed them. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's an erection joke. Well, you know, uh, Doc, I got this pill stuck in my throat, and now I have a uh, neck ache. Or stiff neck. Right. Something like that. <laughs> Delivery was much better when Bob Eubanks did it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, anyway, uh, they knew his name because he had, they had just filled his prescription, so they called the police, but said they didn't want to press charges. If he brought the pills back, they'd let it slide. Police have called him twice, and he hung up on them both times. So they sent him a text to let him know the store was being nice about it, and he wouldn't be arrested if he just returned the medication. He still didn't do it, though. So then they arrested him. He's now facing $500 in fines and up to six months in prison. Ah, oh, Jesus. What kind of a pharmacy would be nice enough to say, hey, uh, we don't want any trouble. We just want our penis pills back. I, I don't know. Plus, you know, he had the insomnia thing. So, he, you know, he's probably been sleeping right through the phone calls, those uh, CVS courtesy calls. Yeah. Pro Hello, this is CVS Pharmacy at North Main Street in East Longmeadow. <laughs> your, uh, your Valtrex is ready, Bax. Oh, thank goodness. You know, you got to clear up the those spots. Yeah, you know right. Well, you know, I got shankers the high, the size of hubcaps right now. Uh, what do you get when you mix Viagra with antidepressants? Well, I don't know, Steve. What do you get when you mix Viagra with antidepressants? A guy who's ready to go but doesn't really care where. Booyah! Why is Viagra like a crowded amusement park? I don't know. Because you have to wait an hour for a three-minute ride. That's right. That's right. Uh, and that's all my Viagra that's it? I have for today. Huh. Yeah. Well, wait, you can, uh, you, I can tell you a longer one. Do you want me to tell you a longer one? I don't I That's up to you. Two old men were talking about Viagra, right? Yes. One have never heard of it, and the other asked what it was for. It's the greatest invention ever, he said. It makes you feel like you're young again and puts lead in your pencil like you wouldn't believe. Can you get it over the counter? The Viagra newbie asked. <coughs> uh... And they said, probably if you took two. <laughs> yeah, the cough in the middle of it. I thought, well, maybe this is going to ruin the joke, but it didn't. No, it actually no. enhanced the joke. It did. It yeah. really did. Yes. I had to take a little uh, break there. No, I get it. There. I get it. Sometimes we slow down on a Wednesday. At 8.48 in the morning. Well, it's almost time for bed. <laughs> Isn't it? For you and me.
not together. I'm just saying. It's no, I get it. Yeah, no, we're exhausted. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 44. Tomorrow, uh, mostly cloudy and rainy with a high of 52. It is 33 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Would you like fries with that? It's a question as uninspiring as.